Well, we're, we're recording right now. Oh. All right, so I got your I got your information here. I got your Instagram pulled up. I got your music pulled up. Everything. We just listen to your listen to your past interviews and and the likes. Let's sit here, talk for a second. Talk, uh, just get, just really want to be, you know, go over some of your talking, talking points. All right, cool. Sounds good. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead. We're going to go ahead and get into the interview. How's that sound? M- MCG? Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? And I want to welcome everybody to a, a B Diddy radio exclusive powered by BKND Radio. We are down here in Atlanta, Georgia on a beautiful spring afternoon. The The leaves are starting to bloom on the trees. And I have a, a rapper on the phone right now with me who comes from an area of the country where they have multiple seasons. Uh, they have, uh, they they're known for their shoreline up there too. They have uh, this rapper also has been on No Jumper. This rapper has also been on platforms with grace like Fat Man Scoop. We're gonna talk about some of his, his releases, and we're gonna ask some questions about. Lo-fi music. I have MCG the rapper on the line. MCG, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's up, man? Thanks for the the Jersey shout out. Yeah, we get all seasons. Hey, you know, shout <laughs> shout out to Jersey. Shout out to Jersey. I was I was watching Jersey Shore back in the day. Oh man. Yeah, yeah that's sir. not that's not how we are, but you know. Hey, you know wrong with that, man? You, uh, you gave us a bad look. <laughs> did you? So I I want I want definitely wanted to shout you out. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause to you, sir. Okay. So let, let's uh let's look at this real quick. You are from Jersey. That's is that correct? Yep. Now being from Jersey, we have some people that have been getting a lot of streaming deals. Are you okay with this way that streaming is set up right now in the music industry? And these old school acts not getting all the st- same amount of streams that these new acts are getting. I'm asking that because you have acts in the city like Risen, the Wu Tang Clan, who probably are the forefathers to your style with that lo fi kind of music. They're not streaming as high. They're not streaming as high as some of these new acts. And it, and it puts a, da- a damper on what they actually did with the music. When you had when they went platinum, well Wu Tang went platinum, they had to have actual a million CDs. May cost a dollar or two a piece of CD. They had two million dollars worth of CDs. Now nowadays rappers go platinum. They ain't have to put two million dollars in just on CDs. Well, I think it's just a different world. I appreciate the streaming now because it's more accessible for everyone to get more music. So in that aspect, it's good. But I understand that the hustle was different back then. So, I mean, it doesn't take away from 
their success because I don't know, it's just a different era. So everyone respects the greats like that. But I don't know. I feel like now is it's better for all artists to really get the music out there and it's more accessible. Have you have you seen some of the the numbers that 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 they've been putting up? Uh, we had Drake just went platinum with um, his oh, the dark, his yes the dark tapes. yes so he went platinum with one two and three. He's getting all of these records for his music, but he's not having to put any physical copies out. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, people aren't really buying music like that, so there has to be a new way to count the success. You know, why do you think people aren't buying music like that anymore? Because of streaming, it's just why spend what nine ninety nine on a CD that you might not like each song, where you could just pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And like I get both aspects of it, like you want people to experience the whole music or that whole album or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, people you know people have ADD mentality, and it's like all oh, it's short sight. You want to hear what you want, whatever you want, you know. Mm-hmm. The people are definitely in that that mentality. How does it benefit them? Which, which definitely can be a downfall to industry. But as an artist, how do you combat that when you are thinking about your music as a business? As I mean, as a business, I still make projects mm-hmm. the old school way. You know, I mm-hmm. want people to listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. But I still have to think about the catchiness mm-hmm. of certain songs that'll get people more interested. You know, they'll get caught. They'll pull. They'll mm-hmm. get pulled in through that song, and then hopefully they'll listen to the rest of the project. With and, the same mentality. And this and the single that you're pushing right now, the hardest is So Great. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so you put So Great out in 2019. So you're still push so you're still pushing that record, which is important to the to the artists to understand. Why do you think some artists just jump from song to song and don't give a hit like a great song like So Great a chance? Why don't artists stick to the grind and know if they got a record like you said it's been pra- like I'm looking here it's been praised by Adam 22 all on no jumper it's a hit you're still pushing it why don't artists stick with it like the same way that you're sticking with your hit well I think coming up it's hard to not get frustrated when you don't get the views mm-hmm. but I think if you believe in it you got to keep pushing it even though you know it's not getting the views at any time and it doesn't matter how old it is it's going to be new to someone that first hears it you know mm-hmm. so the more exposure the better that's how I feel. What are some of your inspirations? Um, growing up, I would say anyone from Kanye to 50 Cent to Jay-Z mm-hmm. and all them. All like the greats, Wu-Tang and all that. But recently, uh, since I got into lo-fi, I would say like Saba, um, Childish Gambino, Tyler the Creator, all those types of people. So when, when, you're, when you're on YouTube looking for beats, right? And and you're trying to find the sound that you're looking for. Do you ever run into issues with producers having the same beat out to multiple rappers and not taking down and not telling you when you had the exclusive? Uh, yeah, that's actually the that's a big problem that uh, I gotta deal with because you know mm-hmm. it's multiple people buying the same beats, so I haven't really figured that out yet fully with mm-hmm. rights and stuff, the legal side of it, but mm-hmm. that's something I'll have to combat later, I feel like. I'm Def- not really sure, actually. Yeah, definitely. It, I, was, I saw that last night. I, I saw that 
I'm out in the scene and I saw I see that. I'm like, oh, that's my homie song. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's, the, it's definitely a problem. It's basically who's the most popular on that beat kind of mm-hmm. gets the wave to ride. Mm. Is it hard? Now, you being a lo-fi musician, is it hard to find those producers that are lo-fi? Because everybody is trapped right now, especially if you look at like the winners of the new um of the nominations for all the rap music awards right yeah most no, of them make trap songs i wouldn't say it's hard it's, it's there's like a little there's a niche part of the internet for that and there's plenty of producers that make that kind of sound so mm-hmm. i've been blessed to find them and use some of their beats hmm. does it ever get do you so when you start looking at awards like the grammy awards right is it better to be nominated more than it is to win a Grammy? Because all the politics that goes into the Grammys and who they pick as the winners. Would it be yeah, better so just... Mm-hmm. Having Grammy nominated next to your name is huge, for sure. I don't think you have to win, per se, but mm-hmm. you know, just the, just the nomination alone is, is a big deal for a lot of people. That's according to the business, you know, that really pushes their music. And it gives you that exposure. Once you're nominated in front of so many people, people will check you out, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you have to look at artists like Nas, right? Nominated 14 times. Only one, one of them. But he's been nominated over 14 times, meaning that he has a, a long career. Now, the politics come into it all. Where they they have to pick what song is going to be the winner, uh, they always pick like I'm looking at this year's nominations, the bigger picture, the box, laugh now, cry later, rock star, no no lo-fi. Um, yeah, no. You go 2019, the winner was a lot. No, not God's plan, the winner, no lo-fi, humble. Well, it hasn't hotline bling. Nobody. I'm looking here. I, all right. That was on the same album. Nigga, Kendrick was killing the Grammys. Yeah, he needs to come back. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, he I had don't two... know where he's at, but he needs to come back, like right now. <laughs> uh, when you're when you're releasing music, do you ever pay attention to the other artists that are putting music out at the time, so that way you don't run it run into a Kendrick track. Or how would you approach it, especially like when Drake, and the reason I ask that question is because Drake album is coming out soon. And I've been hearing rumblings in the music industry that everybody's just waiting on Drake to yeah. release their album. Well, I don't think I'm big enough yet that that would even affect me. Mm. I don't know. I kind of like when, when I was younger and like collecting CDs and stuff, I like that uh, multiple releases were on the same day. You know, it was just like a music day for me. So I don't, I'm not sure if that's a huge problem mm-hmm. outside of like getting radio play and stuff. Obviously, you're going to get overshadowed. But in terms of the fans mm-hmm. and stuff, people are always going to get your music if they mess with you. So I want you to do a world premiere for me. This is going to okay. be your song. So great. Go ahead and, and do, uh, do a world premiere for me, please. Well, for me, we're about to play So Great, some chill lo-fi stuff. I hope that uh, everybody enjoys it and gets to chill out. It's something a little different. So, you know, we're going to play that right now. I hope you all enjoy it.
heard you nightmares of my Achilles anxiety worried somehow my weakness is my strength bitch they should put me in the game they put me on benches I'm a beast boy Garfield Logan drinking love Croy moving like the ocean dreams come true just look at you staring in the mirror you have no clue go ahead update that prescription too tunnel vision getting clearer so you see through and uh don't be late Okay, that was so great by MCG the rapper. I love it, bro. Thank you, thank you. Love Appreciate it. That. I and you got that beat off of YouTube. I was I was actually watching it, and I'm looking at the production of it all. I'm looking here. It's one of your first songs that like only what six songs that you got out right now yeah. on YouTube. I'm looking at the production of it all. Looking at the look. I'm looking at how original you did it, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of dope that you have a video. It's just you. Did you have a, a director? Do you have a crew there with you? No, I just did that myself. Um, mm -hmm. I just went out to the woods with my brother, and we just, we just shot some stuff, and I edited it all together. Dope, dope. So why are artists scared to invest a lot into their careers? Like the Grammys, for example, artists, the sets and the performance at the Grammys, they don't get paid to perform at the Grammys. Cardi, yeah. Cardi being made the selling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I think some it's some for the memes, some to go viral, you know, something for people to talk about. But also, I think it's part of like their art, you know. It's, it's all music is more than just the music you know you have to have some visuals to it to really have people feel it so I think that's an aspect of it too definitely so it's interesting when you're making music that you have to you're making music for the ears but you also have to have some visual art as well are you a visual artist do you ever do you do any additional kind of art uh yeah I'm actually a graphic designer so oh. that's what I went to school for that's a day job and then so I kind of see all aspects of that. Dope. So, so you're also a graphic designer. That's dope. That's dope as hell. How is it? How has it been during the pandemic for you being a graphic designer? I just work from home. Mm -hmm. but I've been lucky enough to uh, still be working. God bless, bless. Yeah. That's dope, man. So being a graphic designer by day, 
and be a, a rapper by night, definitely. I can see how you can meld those two worlds together. Yeah, exactly. The artist spent, I mean, the weekend, excuse me, spent $7 million on his stage for the Super Bowl. Damn. Yeah, that was like out of pocket, right? Out of his own, Amer- yeah, his own American dollars. That's crazy. I mean, it it worked though. For what? For I think for what he wanted, mm-hmm. it got in a lot of people's faces. It got some memes out of it, and you know, I think it it pushed. It probably did some numbers on his albums and his streams too. So it's probably yeah. worth it. Yeah, that's what Forbes said too. Forbes said that artists agree to do. The Grammys for free. They agree to do the Super Bowl for free because they see it. They do see a bump from there. Yeah. So, so definitely, exposure is crazy. Definitely, and know what it does too. It's like your the music business. All these numbers is capped besides the number of albums that you sold. Yeah. So you can oh, yeah. people buying streams all the time. Like it's ridiculous. It, it, everything. Everything that is everything is capped out besides album sold. So you can pay right now. I'm you can pay to get this visual that you have right here on the sidebar of YouTube, and the views will go up. Yeah. And then and then you could pay to have it on playlisting. Then you could pay to have it on promo. Then you could pay to go to different places with it. But the one thing that. Go ahead. I think certain promo is good though. Oh. Like you need to get it to people. So just like getting on playlists and stuff is good. I think it's definitely, definitely. You had to look at it like this too. The more money that you put into it, the more money you suspect it to be get get out of it. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think the What do you think the like Let's look at the promotion budget for a movie that just came out. What was the promo budget for Coming to America? Right. The the movie got bought for one hundred twenty five million dollars. Did you know that? No. Yes, Amazon paid them one hundred and twenty five million American dollars. Mhm. Now, according to the numbers dot com, they had. Um, let me see, box office. They're still waiting for the box office performance. Full financial numbers come in. Uh, numbers haven't it's came in yet. I'm track it right now because it's yeah. pandemic times and all that. It's not like theater. I know. I'm looking forward to the numbers. I wanted to to drop the numbers for there. But I've seen movies that have $30, $40 million promotional budgets. Like, let me I see. Mean, you got to run those commercials for sure. Yeah, definitely got to run the commercials in. Let me see this. What was promo budget? Hold on. For a movie. So you can get like the promo, the budget. Mm. Marking how much is marking the movie? Well, same thing about the music business. Same thing about the um, movie business. I wanted to say was that your promotional budget, right? Your the money that they spend just to put it out there can get you views, but the money that you bring in 
just like ticket sales in a movie, the same thing with an artist. The money that you bring in is going to be your album sales. That's one thing that you can't cap on. So they're spending this money on the stage with the anticipation that they're going to make it back on their album sales. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. And they will. I mean, with, this, with the numbers, of, with the viewers that mm-hmm. see the Grammys and all that stuff, you know, they're going to make it tenfold. Definitely. Absolutely ten- worth it. Absolutely worth it. So when you, so when you are put, so when you're looking at your numbers and you're looking at everything, how important are is selling albums to you? Have you entered into that stage of your career? Or because I'm looking here, you've been doing press. I'm your first press that you've done in the last six months, so that means the album must be coming soon. Is there an album coming? Uh, there might be a single coming soon. I'm working on something right now. Uh, but I think it's always important to. Mm-hmm have some sort of press you know mm-hmm. just always be in the in the spotlight per se especially as an artist that doesn't really have like a promo team or a marketing team like it's mostly myself doing this stuff and I'm kind of like the little guy you know I have to get people's attention as much as I can do you want to drop the name of the single can I get exclusive can I at least get the name of it um I'm still working on a title right now. Okay. But it's a it's a summer vibe. Summer vibes, okay. Lo-fi, lo-fi summer vibes. Lo-fi summer vibes. We need that, man. It's going to be the summer of love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be the... So hopefully I can get that out by the summer. <laughs> it's going to be a summer of, of lo-fi. I can't wait. I think the vibes are... The lo-fi scene... Have you seen a, a dip in the lo-fi scene since you been putting out music or how do you feel how strong is lo-fi scene right now uh it's small but i think it's gonna it's gonna come around to a lot of people i think it just has room to grow well i'm gonna play another song from you it's your song lonely okay go ahead give me a song go ahead give me uh go go ahead give me an intro for this uh lonely is a kind of a sadder darker song uh about a breakup and how I got through that, and um, yeah, it's still the vibes though. So I hope but you I, I, I feel it in your heart. I, I got two choices. I'll give you another choice. Give you another choice. It's lonely, lonely, low. What about death of me? Death of me is good. Death of me is more of a chill vibe too. That's usually the uh, two songs that I perform. So great and uh, death of me. Let's let's keep the vibes high for the summer. We're gonna play death of me. Okay. Cool. Cool. High vibes.
Okay. That was hard. That was hard. Fan. I like that. Are you an H3? H, are you an H3, H3 podcast uh, or H3 Productions fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. I check them out. You saw the outfits? Teddy Fresh. So, ha- have you seen their, their change in the set? Oh, yeah. They have a couple sets. Yes. They went from one office to another. Now, there's a big con- there's a controversy with, with, with Patreon versus the, the tip model. Subscription versus tips. Are you more of a fan of a bigger platforms like YouTube to put your stuff out on, or would you go more the Patreon exclusive route? I think both are good, mm-hmm. but you need you need a certain amount of content just for free to get people in. But if if you want to have the exclusives, if you have enough content, mm-hmm. might as well have that behind a paywall. So you know, for the people that really are dedicated to you. I agree. I agree. The I agree with that. I definitely agree because with YouTube having their business, the way their business set up where their free content just goes on and on and on forever and ever. You can get free stuff on YouTube for forever. So you're going to have that bigger fan base out there, out there on that kind of platform. I'm seeing what I see is that the splits get different for the for the views once you get higher up. Did you know that? No. Like, so, yeah, so... The splits on a view for Drake ain't the same for splits on a view for for U.S. Yeah, that makes sense though. Make, it probably make. has like people negotiating certain stuff. Yep, they they gotta negotiate and license the contract. Have you ever put so with licensing everything? With do you feel like why do artists when they get on forget about the people that help put them on and help put that money? behind them and help organize it why do people why do artists forget that often i have no idea hmm. you mean like the fans that like originally supported them or like the people that in the business that helped them out well meg the stallion during her speech at the grammys didn't thank 1501 she currently has a restraining order against them that she's had for a year but wasn't there a bad deal behind that i thought she got like kind of screwed over right she got signed a standard deal. She signed a deal that she approved for at that time. She wasn't new to it. Her mom was there. Rest in peace. T. Ferris, yeah. she, she had lawyers. She knew what she was getting into. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, but, like, the deals that give artists sometimes, that mm-hmm. most of the times are, like, screwed up. Mm. Maybe that's why she just feels like she got screwed over. She she may feel like that, but if she all right, look at this. She have a hundred percent of nothing, or or a percentage of a dollar. Yeah. So, without the company pushing that artist, we would never have heard of Mandy Stallion. Exactly. But at the same time, I feel like the, the companies seem to be flexible with the renegotiations once they pop off or something. Definitely. They end up getting screwed at the end. If, if it's super successful, they just get screwed. They don't own their IP, they don't own their masters, and none of that. Mm. Definitely. You definitely, definitely need to renegotiate. I feel like renegotiation should 
be on the table. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of balance there. If, if you are the type of artist, no, now you talk about artists that did it right. Look at J. Cole. J. Cole waited until after his contract was like deep into his contract and had multiple hits to then have a, a lot of leverage. Because right now, she, yeah, go ahead. The leverage is super important too. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the fan, You gotta have all the numbers set up right, and then you can kind of hit him over the head with it. Right, exactly. Because now look at this: if if you if you leverage it right, like J Cole, like J Cole did, now you got Forest Hills Drive. You got, you know, you got well. See, he went in and he had like four, three to four albums. In and then he renegotiated. Meg just put out her first ever album. She won her first ever Grammy. Cole had been nominated, going back to the point I had, but had been nominated for several Grammys probably by the time he had renegotiated. If I had to look back, if I'm just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cole's most, he has had worked on or written on a lot of different Grammy. Let me see how many Grammy nominations J. Cole got. I'm sure. I feel like that's. Cole is also more underground than uh, like a pop star, you know, like Megan was. Yeah. She's like a running so. back. Like her style is may not last for forever. Yeah. J. Cole got twelve Grammy nominations and one win. Yeah. yeah. His first Grammy nomination came in two thousand eleven. Best new artist. And yeah, two thousand Grammy nominated is better than Winning. Hey, it is. It's, it's the politics, because look at look at his, his noms. He was nominated uh, for Power Trip. He was nominated Best New Artist. Uh, let's see who won, and then he was awarded for nominated for the year before for Forest Hills Drive, and then apparently in Plains. Were nominated. Um, that year, the best new artist went to Bon Iver. I can't okay, name. He's, still, he's, he's dope. Famous, bon Iver is famous. Can you name anything he did? I can't. Uh, I've seen him on some features, but I don't really. Yeah, he don't. The name don't ring bells in the hood. Um, <laughs> and then he uh. I don't even, he got some noms. J. Cole got some noms for songs I can't even remember. Come Through and Chill, Pretty Little Fears. I don't remember that. Oh, he got he got nominated for the London. That shit was dope. Best rap album, Revenge of the Dreamers. Would you ever, do you have a crew? No. No. You don't have, you know, you don't have a gang, uh, 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 a posse, a clique, uh, the. You ain't got the lo fi lo fi boys? No, nah, I gotta get into the I gotta find the crew. <laughs> we got I gotta find a lo fi crew. Who are who are some power players on the, the lo fi scene? I would say Coda the Friend, um, and Saba are really the only ones that I know of. You mentioned Saba a few times. Hmm? You mentioned Saba a few times. Yeah, I think he's really dope. I definitely need to check out some. Definitely need to check out some more Saba music, bro. Yeah, uh, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic album. 
Now, this, I want to give a, a give you opportunity as we we have covered a lot. I feel like we cover a lot about your music and your interests. We covered some about you as a person. What's something that people get confused though about you as a person that you like to clear up? For your uh, fans feel, and everything. I feel like um, because I'm a rapper, people think I'm like this crazy, extroverted, kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, like pop star kind of guy, where I'm really just like a chill, you know, regular dude, which I don't know if that contradicts what you're supposed to be in the industry, but, you know, I can't change who I am. I just got to be 100% who I am. So that's what it is. Yeah, don't don't change, man. Six to your formula. Sure. Stick to you, who you is. Stay consistent. An artist's career ain't nothing but just a set of releases. That's interesting. That's a good quote. It is. Career is just a set of releases. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I like you, that. so if you can, so if you look back after all your releases, and you is who you're supposed to be, then. Then that makes sense. You feel me? If then it's like, okay, I stuck to my guns. I am who I'm supposed to be. I'm looking back at all these releases. They they represent who I was at that time. Exactly. That's exactly what I want to do. I don't want to be like successful and like a mirror, like a not even a mirror of myself, just like a false version of myself at the top. You know, that feels way worse. It would, it would, what does a man gain if he uh, had to sell his soul to get it all, you know? Like, what did you really gain? Stay, stay true to yourself. Stay true to your artistry. Stay true to who you are. Have you, have you worked with, so now that COVID has hit, right? And all the bars are shut down. Were you performing at the clubs before COVID? Uh, no, actually, no. this was like my first official release. I did sort of a rebranding. Okay. Because before I was just like putting freestyles and stuff on YouTube, just like kind of BSing. Okay. But then I just like kind of took it more seriously, got on streaming platforms and all that stuff. So after this release, I did a couple of outside shows during COVID. Mm. And after that, it was kind of it. So I had some I had some bad rap names. My name was... My first rap name was Optimus One, DJ Optimus One. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a big Transformer guy. <laughs> what was your first rap name? Or you uh, have any I've past rap always names? Always been MCG. You always been MCG. Then, so lucky. Yeah. So in high school, it's just my initials. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I made a Twitter MCG the rapper, and I just kind of ran with that ever since. Okay. It's always been my rap name. MCG, that's dope. Dope. Yeah, simple, clean. Like it. De- definitely. Well, is there something that I'm looking here? It looks like we, we cover a, a lot of the points and everything that they that they wanted me to cover that I wanted to cover. Is there anything that that you would like to tell the people that I haven't really uh, put out there yet? 
um, I think after this, you know, people will gravitate to my music if they want to check it out. So I appreciate that if they do. Um, right now, I just want everybody to be safe, you know. You gotta get through this pandemic, and then after that, we can have a party, you know. I'll play some more music, it'll be great. Definitely, I can't wait. I can't be in a DJ too. I can't wait until the world opens back up. Up, yeah, I up. Can't wait. Like, I used, I did the Sweet Auburn Festival. I so, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, Sweet Auburn Festival. It started off with some civil rights leaders held a march and it was a march around like Hosea Williams uh, was doing a march for like music and and like in homelessness and like uh, he feeds people he's one of the leaders in the community down here and they did a march in on Auburn Avenue area was a historic area that has always been a home to music it's always been home to um a variety of artists, Billy Holiday, Dizzy Gillespie, all those perform there. Well, around this march, and I can go more into the details of the history of it all. They had, they had a festival. Now the festival has branched off. They have one in the fall. They have one in the spring, but each one brings about a hundred and twenty thousand people over the course of a weekend. Yeah, about forty thousand people a day. It's a solid festival for sure. Coming, yeah, hundreds of vendors. People from all the world come. Not just from Atlanta. We had artists come from Canada come down to the festival and perform. So I had a chance to DJ that. I went to Hope. Do you think they're going to come back? Or are they kind of like underwater after the pandemic? That's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be a while before the power structures and the people in charge decide to put all that risk and liability behind it. I I think that's what's, I think that's what's going to happen. That's unfortunate. I definitely got to look into that. When it, when it does open back up, that'd be cool to perform that. Definitely tap in. We definitely want to work with you here at B Diddy Radio. We we'll definitely want to have you be a part of it. Hey, I like to I like to ask you some would you Rather questions. Okay. All right, we're gonna play a quick game for Would You Rather for a five second, okay? Five questions. Rapid fire. Question. Question number one on Would You Rather. Let's go. Okay. The first would you rather question. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact with Earth be or, be robotic or organic? Mm, robotic. Because we can, we can probably out-program them. It's easier to shut them down if they turn evil. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? What's a silver tongue? Slick talk shyster. Uh, golden voice. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Uh, 
Any reason why? Uh, you could be a hairy dude. If you got scales, you're just like a lizard person. I was going to fuck with you. Alright, would you rather have one real, a real life get out of jail free card or a key that opens any door? Uh, I gotta go with the get out of jail free card. I was thinking that too, man. Yeah, because yeah. if you get the key, you can still go to jail for whatever you open if you open something bad. See? I'm thinking about robbing the bank. See, you got so you get that, get the money, and you get out jail free. This is very important. I appreciate you coming on to this to the episode. We're gonna go ahead and play so great one more time. Go ahead, and give me a world premiere. Uh, let's rock it again. So great. I uh, hope everybody has a great time listening to it. Thank you for listening to BDD Radio. This is MCG the rapper, and this is his hit single, So Great. Thank you, MCG. Thank you. All right. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody to a special episode of BKND Radio, hosted by your boy BDD Dollars, a.k.a. the Badass Yellow Boy, a.k.a. your Bay Mama's favorite DJ, a.k.a. Mr. Saturday Night, a.k.a. Gigabyte Brandon, a.k.a. Diddy Tarantino, a.k.a. Boondada Brandon. 
What's up with that cookie, aka Free Smoke the Bear? I've been doing it for a while, been racking up views, racking up shows, racking up accomplishments. You can follow me at B Diddy Dollars. And I got somebody else on the phone right now for this BKND Radio exclusive. This man hails from the the city of of Shy, the Windy City. Over thirty, over thirty, probably probably approaching fifty to hundred million views coming shortly from this man. This man, this man's name is so big that when people just mislabel their videos and put his name in there, they views go up. This 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 is how big your name is. When your name is four letters, and you gotta stand on it, you gotta make a name for your name. When your name is so short, like this man's name is, I got Big T on the line. Big T to the world, pretty. Hello, big T to the world, two from the mile, pretty Tony to your girl. Hey man, I had to bring that one back. I had to bring that one back. <laughs> What's the deal though? I been you the deal, man. You the deal, bro. So you've been. Appreciate. So this is like so you've been taking some time off battle rap, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Now, now I saw that you you just did an interview. I had this kid. I have no idea who Easy is, right? Exactly. Exactly. No idea. <laughs> you, I saw in the interview that you said that you had been rapping for a year, but I saw that you had a video come out in November. How does that happen? Um, uh, man, I, I um, I haven't been. You far? You mean as far as what? Like making? I've been making music. I saw you made music. I saw your beatbox I've, I've been, challenge. I've been in my music bag. I just haven't been battling for a little while. You know what I mean? Battle culture got kind of weird to me at one point, so mm -hmm. I had to step away from it and really just look at it from a fan perspective again and try to see what's in there. You know, now that I feel like that I'm that I, that I that I got a chance to see that and I still feel like they ain't fucking with me, mm -hmm. I'm about to come back and fuck them up. So that big T battle, it dropped. I'm looking here, it dropped November the 22nd. Uh -huh. One point, 170 thousand views. Yeah. So you record that a year ago, or when that video get? Because it got um, dropped. Which one? Which one? Um, um, no, my last BK. battle was actually this summer versus BK. Yep, the that's what I'm looking year, at. One year, I had been battling on URL for a year. Oh, so yeah, man. I haven't battled with Smack in them for a year. It's been a while without I've battled with Smack. But I battled on RBE. RBE. I be um, trying to stay sharp, man. You know, like, I'm one of them people that I'm a strong ever to Smack. I understand the thing. Like, you know, I come from Smack. I feel like I'm a Smack battler. You know what I mean? But I also feel like I put the culture first. I feel like I'm, I'm a battle rapper, period. So I treat every league the same. So I want to just keep staying sharp. Just because they haven't seen me on, quote, unquote, what they consider the main stage uh, doesn't mean I haven't been working. You know what I mean? I still got to stay sharp. I see you saying, I see you staying sharp. They call it the pandemic. Did you? Man, a pandemic. I like that. When 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 they start saying that? So there there was a rapper that came out the pandemic and it started with Easy. When they put out the Easy verse, I saw Low Lux put out a verse, and and there was an article that come out and they men, mentioned one of your verses in the pandemic. So they listed a whole bunch. I was just doing my research and they're looking at the pandemic, and you're part of it. 
Oh, I, and I see where they get it from. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the battle rap form where the pen's sticking out because, you know, you know, a lot of the game got to the point where people's fan bases was overcrowded in their lyrics. Like, they didn't have to do nothing. So now when you bring these guys back down to a smaller room where we, we, it's um, nobody to cheer or throw somebody off, now we see whose pen is dominant. And that's what it looked like people been winning. That's That, that, that looked like the people that have been winning. But me, I, whatever they want to do, however they want it, man. With me, I'm picking poison. Because I'm with the pandemic, I'm with the pandemic, whatever it is, man. You can bring the crowd back in. I really like battling the crowds, too, to be honest. There's something about it that's in me that I love when I go against a bad crowd that's not for me to win. It brings out another type of person in me. You know what I mean? Definitely. It was allhiphop.com. They put out an article five days ago. Shout out now you've been around for a while too I noticed about 7 years ago too that you dissed Jack, Jack Thriller you and him had a battle rap <laughs> yeah we battled up in um, Mississippi <laughs> now you know I'm down here in Atlanta and Jack right, down here in Atlanta okay. yeah. Jack down here in Atlanta I met him at Uptown yeah, Comedy Jack Club been down there for a little while. he from here he from here Though he don't what though he don't want no more spoke with you. Yeah, nah, nah. Jack, has, Jack, um, Jack done. Jack, Jack, I, Jack, Jack don't play with me no more. <laughs> but Jack, I, I like it that man. See, Jack, I want to salute Jack because Jack was one of the first interviewers to get the battle rappers. Like, like all of us, he was calling us in, man. Come down here, this is fifty and get. That was a you know, this fifty is a major form, a major platform, and he was calling us down there to get one on one interviews in our early days with with people too much didn't know about it. Well, he don't want no more smoke. I asked him, "Do you want to battle rap again with you?" He said he don't want no more smoke. Then I sent him a, a pit. Then I sent him, um, asked him, "Was he scared?" He he just left me on red. Yeah. <laughs> no, so when you when you go in for writing a, a battle rap, right? Yeah. What was it like doing research across uh, for with a rapper, and you know you're about to be going to another country? I saw that you battle rap Rome. And yeah, I'm about to roam in Canada. Canada, and that was your first time going to Canada. That was my first time going to Canada. Yeah, um, I was supposed to go another time, but they didn't let me in the border. So we figured that out, and then I got in, and then I battled wrong. But um, yeah, it's, it was good to go out there, and I knew that was Rome's crowd. You know what I mean? Like when I went out there, I knew what I was up against. You know, this Rome was kind of like the fan favorite out there, but I knew. To stick with my guns. That's why they love me when I go out to Canada, too. You know, wrong third round went viral, but my first two beat his ass. But his third round went viral, so, you know, I, I respect it because I feel like it went viral because he made a lot of valid points. It wasn't just a lot of jokes. Like, it, it do be people be trying to take advantage of the big guy, but see, I'm a different type of big guy. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like... Like and I want to say I don't want to say a different type of big guy because we all the same. But I, I I tapped into an energy in myself for self confidence. You feel what I'm saying? So I get out there and I don't even really I don't be noticing that these guys is smaller than me until we have the race or some shit like that. You feel Hilarious. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm a big there with the mentality to stick with my guns and go kill them, dude. I don't care what crowd this is. The people at home gonna feel. Me. So I totally understand that, bro. So you battle rap Ron. That was your first time at King of the Dot. And I'm looking here to your second time 
battling at was it your second? No, it looks like your third time battling at URL. You battled in. Uh, you battled somebody from NWX. DNA. I battled everybody for. I battled. I battled my whole. I battled DNA and K Sean. So yeah, I see that you battled DNA first, and then you battled. Then I battled K Sean. What did you guys have the crew before then or after then? How does that work? After that, after that, I can't be in the crew of battlers that I ain't battled yet. You see what I'm saying? Oh. So it, it's, it was. That's why. That's why NWX works because we already faced each other. DNA battled Sean and me. I battled Sean and DNA. So it was like. What do y'all want to see from us? Y'all don't want to see us battle each other no more, correct? Okay, let's go on and take on the rest of the world. Because I remember DNA, me, DNA, and Shine, the reason why me, DNA, Shine, Saga, The Rain, that was the first initial five. We had a T-top, boom, then it started going on from there. But we came in the game to put basically hold the line down. Like keep the standard of of what battle rap is. We gotta keep the um the essence of it. Cause it was a lot of new people coming in and they was just trying to tear down the vets on some um basically political stuff. But what we did was we made sure our name, no, nah, we moving as a union. We're gonna show y'all how to do it. We're gonna go to every city and kill y'all. You feel what I'm saying? And we gonna we gonna we gonna beat y'all with quality. They didn't look at us like we was the stars. You see what I'm saying? They looked at K Shine like, oh, he the back man of NW. He the back man of Dot Mom. They was looking at DNA like, oh man, that's little DNA. No man, DNA killing a hundred. DNA got a million battles. K Shine killed a million people. These guys are stars. You feel me? They they looked at DNA so like still, a little. Even with me with the Midwest movement, I was the nigga in the Midwest movement coming out to the East Coast smacking niggas around. You feel me? But I was so quiet and cool back then, I didn't get the notoriety. I let people talk for me. You feel what I'm talking about? But ain't no more of that. I'm killing and I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they looked at they looked at K Shine like the little murder move. They looked at DNA like They looked the little... at him like that, but really when I like, I was like, hold on, wait. Are y'all looking at the numbers? This guy's killing everybody. He a cool cat. He be down here moving in around the A. And they looked at Yeah, D yeah, the sound be moving around, that's my guy. And they looked at DNA like his little Charlie Clips. They was trying, yeah, and they was trying to put these guys in these boxes, and these guys was they own people. And not not to say that's the reason why we made NWS. I'm just saying I know how the general consensus of how they look, but I remember, you know, I don't I don't go with general consensus. I understand it, I see that it's there, but that's not reality. You feel what I'm saying? General consensus doesn't mean it's reality. You know what I'm talking about? So, so with that being said, the reality was that. They was kicking people ass. And them was the people that you need to run a movement. And that's why I feel like NWX became, it still to this day, just because I'm not in it no more, is the toughest battle group in the world. So explain to me the process of coming up a group. Because I'm seeing here that you battled DNA in 2010 and K-Shine in 2013. Were you, were you like mess? Were you going to all DNA's battles that he that he had? Nah, man. DNA DNA was um, actually called me out like after I battled Hollow. I battled Hollow, yep. And I was like, um, uh, like a uh, it was a battle. Hollow got that battle. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then I came back on some old DNA. Was I had to battle DNA? DNA was like. Um, you know, he just talking shit too much. But I, but this was DNA was damn near undefeated. Like, he killing everybody. everybody. Anybody in his way, mm -hmm. he's smoking. Young, old, new, gold, whatever. 
And so he was had a, a a fear factor on him that 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 I love. You know what I mean? I look, I look, I, I love the scary guys. Like you gotta put a little fear in me. Like somebody might even get over a little bit. Don't you know how like uh um like a uh old Milwaukee Bucks team might have beat the Bulls one one game in the season? Like I get like that sometimes, but I'm not gonna fuck around and let the New York Knicks when you and play beat me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let them I'm not gonna let that guy win. Like, you know what I, I mean? I, I'm from bad. I felt like DNA was that guy. You ever heard of the Dome Patrol? No, no. The, the Dome Patrol was the defense for the New Orleans Saints. They got that name because they used to give problems to Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. I mean, for they was in the same division. They gave them problems for the most part. They would like they wasn't going to just let them beat them, and they were in the same division. Like you just ain't exactly. going. You looking at him like they they studying their opponents, so they played up, and that's how it be sometimes when people be around you a lot. And people yeah. in the same circles, you play up to that competition. So that's how the Dome Patrol defense got their name okay. by yeah. by being around the same way that you and like you you said it in a bar. I love it. You said that there's always new artists, but there's there's only gonna only be one first. Niggas. I said there's always gonna be some new niggas, but it's only gonna be one first. Nigga. It's only gonna be one first, nigga. So you, exactly. I, I call that that's a song. I call them songs. Them ain't bars. That's like when it's just like, ah, oh, damn, you can, that's logical. You can't even argue with that. You, you can't I mean? argue it's with. It's always gonna be a new guy, but it's only gonna be one first guy. And I was saying that in reference, like I was the first battle in URL. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I was the first person to step on the stage officially. Me versus Deacon Frost on URL. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So I'm the new guy. I, I was, I, I was the first guy. It's going to be a lot of new. Everybody after me is new. You know what I mean? To mm. me, in my brain, the way, I, the way I feel it. And the fact still is that I was the first one. Chronologically okay. correct. I mean, we talking science. You lacing people's boots science. up. We, we ain't even We ain't even arguing about nothing. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we can't even argue this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We can't even argue that. Uh, th- then your name got so big after them DNA battles. The Hitman Hollers, the Hollow Dons. There is a guy that just went around. His name was called Big T. He put out a rap. And he got views just off of you. I'm all in his comments. And, they, and they're talking about, um, I thought this was a real Big T. People all disappointed. <laughs> at, at the comments, swear to God, they like, oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they like, oh, this is. But your fans be going crazy in the comments. I was looking at your comments earlier today, bro. Have, mm-hmm. uh, on your beatbox freestyle that you yeah. just that you put out, like they they really want to see you rap. Like I'm gonna read this. Read, can I read to your comment real quick, brother? No problem. No problem. All right. This is. I want to ask you about hiphopisreal.com too. And what's your relationship with them? But yeah, yeah, yeah. A B. And here goes Josh. Joshua Sanchez says A B A Big T talking that shit. He low key sound better on beat than Balin. One hundred. Uh-huh. I'm gonna have to look for his music. Um, here goes another one from Nicole yeah, Rankin. The best. Like that man. Like I was saying today. Um, I love the fan base the way it is now. Even though let's say they the fan base is probably not super big T battling, but that's because I haven't been around on the main stage as frequent as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they listen to the music, like, okay, they wouldn't listen. Because back in the day when we first started, they didn't even want to hear us. 
Like, they didn't want to give us no fans, man. They, the stigma was the stigma, and that's it. You feel what I'm saying? But with people like Surf, I'm, I'm going to give what it's just due. People like Math, people like Cortez, people like Averb, people like me, Calico, consistently putting out music and ignoring the stigma and sticking to what we know. Sticking to our confidence, people are starting to turn over the new leaf and listen. So I want to clap for the battle rap audience on that. Nicole Rankin says, T is a master MC, man. It's like a drunken master style. So crazy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, see that unorthodox. See, I like that drunken master style. I like that. That's your I like that. is is that influ- is that a Chicago influence? Who who? Where's the biggest influence for? Because there is a big T, Mister uh, Chikabal, fucking Chikabal. Oh, my influence is kind of like I gotta say I got a Midwest influence, man. Like I I really don't say like because because I, I I listen to um. Like, I listened to, of course, Twisting. I had my whole crucial conflict. I threw it up with, um, you know what I'm saying? That, that was my phase. That was in my day. But I also listened to Eminem and Detroit. And um, I listened to um, St. Louis. I listened to Nelly. Um, I, Ohio, Bone Thugs and Harmony was the first people I listened to. So I got to really feel like, yo, I'm just Midwest. Like, I, honestly, I didn't like um, East Coast rap at first. I didn't get it. It wasn't. Like, like, I, mean, I didn't get it. I liked the fact that Twister, like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? I liked it that. I like, I like, that's why you will see me grip fast for a minute and then I'll slow that thing down. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's what I wanted to do different from my side. I didn't want to rap fast all the time. They had the gun going all day. I wanted to lay off of it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Lay off of it. You feel me? You did it. You got your comments is going crazy. Everybody agrees that you got a flow that that they don't show, like that they don't show. They talked about how you just swagged it out with that flow. Yeah, that's that's it. Just saucy. But I like to see since I'm a battler, I put that heat in there too. Like just because mm-hmm. you like, and then I like how they say drunken mass. You see me like you think I'm just swagging out, just talking cool, but you, I'm really hitting you. I'm really hitting you with either some real shit or some punches. My, 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 you know what I mean? Something. Then they, they said, uh, here goes something. Get Calico with the remix. This beat is perfect for him. Uh-huh, yeah. Calico, that's my boy. Man, Calico, hey, man, Calico got a lot of music coming out, especially on my new project. Man, we got a hit. When I tell you, we got a hit. Where we going to, where you put this on in the strip club, Somebody's gonna throw thousands of dollars when we when this shit come on. I'm telling you, man, it's called brought more money out than a nigga need for the night. This and I want to get into hip hop. Hip hop is real.com. That is okay. your. That's your label. Or is that you? No, hip hop is real.com is just a battle rap form. That's just a place where I just put some of my music on too because I know hiphopisreal.com go to the battle rap fans and I rock with hiphopisreal knowledge the God because when I felt like when they was blackballing Big T knowledge the God was the one that was the most neutral person you know what I mean that was the most neutral blog like when I seen people swaying against me and all that mm-hmm. hiphopisreal was um, loyal and that's how they even wasn't loyal just, they was just neutral I don't need you to be loyal just be neutral. You the, see what I'm saying? 
Let's let's get a world premiere yeah, for the people. Say I dropped I dropped a single on that shit. I dropped some on that. But you know, I, of course, I get my back in. I know how to get the back in from you. But you know, I dropped some on that. Let's get a world premiere for BKND Radio. Go ahead, introduce this uh, the record you just put out February fifth for us, BT. Okay, well, um, which one? Is Big T easy, easy, easy to block? Big, big T easy to... You know, big, you drop right now? Yep, about to drop it right now. All right, yo, Big T, Mr. Chillock, out blue, Mr. Boo Blocker. Hey, man, listen, go ahead and tap in and listen to Big T, easy to block, man, because really, I really did ease the block because I thought this nigga, he ain't come back. Like, he just disappeared. Like, they told him to stop talking to me. They t- everybody just left me alone. So... Go ahead, Big T, ease the block. Turn up. All right. Big tune shit. Wanna get it started? Yo, why these new niggas keep talking like I'm gonna knock their head off? This teeth I have a bigger gap around this bitch. I set it off. Boy, you come from a sorority. Better go and step it off. Who make this package a priority? Then go and send them off. The majority say don't be with that boy. I'm a boss from the city of Alcohol. Crazy, crazy bars. Now, sure. you was in URL. You you linked up with K Shine. you excuse me. You linked up with DNA. Now you battling Sue Surf. Was you living in like? First of all, whose hat shop was that, bro? Like, where was you we living was, at? We was in Detroit. We was in um. I it was called Burn Rubber. Burn Rubber is a um. It's still out there. It's still popping out there. It's a um, shoe store out in Detroit where they have all exclusive shit, kind of like Flight Club. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, and it just so happened that Surf get locked up on the main day that we supposed to battle. We supposed to be on a big stage in Detroit. But he get locked up. And we had to get that. And when, after he um, get bonded out, we had to get that footage. So we talked to one of some people like, hey, bro, 
the store right here, Burn Rubble. Could, could we go get this battle off right here? We need to take it back to like the hat shop days. You know what I mean? We was basically making something out of nothing. But uh, we 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 knew what we was doing from because we did something like this when we versus Hitman battle. But anyway, so we went to Burn Rubble, and man, I remember Surf coming out. I remember my mind state was he been in jail for the last two days. He been practicing his rhymes. Let me make sure I stay practice up so I can be ready to kill this guy. You feel what I'm saying? Ain't nothing Just like that. He get out, not knowing. He ain't nothing but, else to do but rap. Yeah, yeah. And then I was hearing all type of shit. Like, he was rapping his rhymes for people in jail. Like, like I heard him, hey, man, he about to kill this dude. I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> he about to come out here and kill me. Hey, people you was calling me? home. They're sending kites back home. Yeah, I was hearing like, oh. man, I don't know what he was saying. I don't know how that, I was figuring it out, but somebody must have ran across him and they, he was rapping his stuff in there, and they was like, "Oh man, you about to kill him." We're okay, so I'm, huh? he got arrested in Detroit. He got arrested in Detroit. Yeah, so that night, did you battle anybody that night, or did you? Nobody just... that night. Oh, you got to battle somebody. I battle. I battle. <laughs> look, I battle a white boy, like a, a random white boy, right? <laughs> look. This is the funniest shit ever. We got this little pack that Me Hollow and Calico had. Like, all right, we, they know we professional battle rappers, but if somebody come up and try us once a year, we got to battle them. Then we ain't let nobody know that, of course, because people would have been trying us all the time. Mm-hmm. So the white boy was like, hey, what about you, big guy? It was, hold on. He was like, hey, I heard y'all rapping. Anybody want to battle? He walked over. And you got to think about it. This table has me. X Factor, Young Eel, Hollow the Don, Calico, and you know what I mean? <laughs> so this guy walked up to a table of us and was like, anybody want to battle? We looked at each other and bust up laughing like, what? We, we, you know what I'm saying? It's like the irony of this. And he like, hey, what about you, big guy? And I said, what? So you know Calico and they gassing me like, oh, he's about to kill Big T. Man, I beat the shit out that white boy. So I was like, come on. You ain't, have to, you ain't have to do that white boy like that, man. <laughs> 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 like, you ain't have to do it like that. That white boy ain't nowhere hit him, man. He might not battle at all right now because of that. But that was just so funny. It's like he walked up on the table of the elites in the world and called us out. Did you <laughs> did you use any of your bars up? Did you? No, use... all freestyle. I used to be oh a freak. Like, before I started writing battles, and I think that's what got me on style and orthodox. I was going around my city in Chicago freestyle battling people. I didn't ever write no battles down. But people started writing battles down and they started catching me. Like, I, they was getting me because I'd be like, let's say when you freestyling, one day your freestyle ain't on point and a nigga beats you and you like, man, I could have beat this nigga. I just off the top. So I finally get called out to an event in Detroit from Bazaar. And I'm like, man, I ain't going in there freestyling. I went and I wrote my first battles down. And and that shit was just unorthodox as hell, man. Because I ain't really high no format. You, if we look at you and look at this run that you went on, you probably had uh, the, one of the best four battle runs in battle rap history. If I can keep you yes. honest, if we looking yeah. at you versus DNA, Sue Surf, Charlie Clips, and K Shine all in a row, all URL. Yeah. You was yeah. one of the first. You had one of the first big runs. In addition to being one of the first rappers on the platform, you also had yeah. one of the first big runs on the platform. 
Was mm-hmm. you still moving in and out of Chicago? Was you met like being a lot of these battles took place outside of Chicago? Yeah, a lot of a lot of battles took place outside. I don't see Charlie Clips was my first home game. Like that was like my earned it. That was like my legendary. Like you mm-hmm. brought a night of main events to your city. That's like legendary for me. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, um, you know, it it was difficult, man. And I think it's a lot of talent here. But one thing that I did different is I left home. I I didn't let I didn't stay. You know what I mean? Like I I knew it was more competition out here, and I had to find. It. I I wasn't just safe with I wasn't just happy with being the best in Chicago. Yeah. I wanted to see all. Oh, they say New York got the best battlers. Let me go to New York and test that for myself. You know what I mean? Let me see for myself. Oh, London, let's go. UK, let's go. Cali, let's go. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel like I got my name with this shit. It was a little rough, man, because, you know, also at home, I'm going through other things. You know, I'm getting into beef with people. I'm falling out with motherfuckers. Shit happening to me. I end up getting shot with one of them times yeah. like like it, it was just it was just a wild moment but at the same time i knew i had to keep my product nice i knew from where i was from wasn't nobody gonna give me nothing like like i'm a guy like if i lose they don't want to see me no more you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like especially especially at that time i didn't have the padding of the the good fan bases i gotta produce you know what i mean so it made me it made me strong it made me strong i ain't sure Looking, looking at your battle rap history, you you then did some really, really one of the first big battles on television. You were the first rappers. You caught, according to judges, you lost. Ebro was a little bit hating. The yeah. U versus Arsenal. I lost, I lost that battle. I lost the battle for sure. Hey, look, I live by this. I, I live by two battle rules. Uh-huh. I live by the choking Diddy rule, and I live by the judge rule. If the judge say you lost, you lost. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't care if I feel like my rhyme was better or nothing. No. If I agreed to be judged, yeah. And this is, you know what I mean? Hey, I owe you money. I'm paying you your money. You know what I mean? That's just that's, that's just it. the integrity I have in the battle world. That's fair but, enough. So, so I'm gonna say Rex got that. Rex was more prepared than me. You feel me? But Ar- Arsenal. Oh, I was talking about. See, I got. See, obviously, let me tell you, I lost to Rex first. But Arsenal, now Arsenal was a little different. But um, like I said, I, I went under the judge rule. I feel like I kind of might have been get crazy with Arsenal when you watch it back. But like I say, I go under the judge rule. He got that. He got that. I, I saw. I watched it today. I'm, I'm watching. I'm thinking Big T won that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because you listening to the shit and what yeah. Austin was talking about. Because you got to think about it, it was different dynamics. And I can tell you not because so the room was not a room for battle rap. It was like everybody on my side you couldn't hear the echoing of it. See, they used to like a, um that was the Hammerstein ballroom. The way we did it, it it never been done in that type of place you know so it was like people looking like i can't hear i can't hear and the way that i rap you gotta catch if you sometimes if you miss the first bar you ain't gonna get the fourth bar you know what i mean so i understand why the judges might have went to arsenal because arsenal was more direct funny here this 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 he won the crowd and that's how i feel like he won that battle but if we want to go down pin breakdown this this that that if it wasn't no judgment Oh man, I'm going with Tuna, but we judge, and I feel like I, I lost it. Well, you have a mean shoe game too. You won the sneaker battle at least. 
The streets know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been getting on my shoe game. I've been, I've been uh, learning from, from a couple of my boys, man. Like, like you know, battle rap, nigga. You got niggas like Conceited out here, man. You know, he was the first. You know, Conceited is considered like one of the flyest niggas in the world right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and his game is ridiculous. So, you know, a little shit trickle down. You, you, you know, you can't be around and you going to the club with guys like that. Your shoe game ain't right. <laughs> your your shoe game so exclusive, bro. I was looking for the name of your shoes. I can't even. I can't even Google the name. I can't even find the name. It was. Um, I think it was like some bone posit asteroids or something I had on when Ooh. I battled. Yeah, I put them things on the bottom of that. You know what I mean? I like to wear the black and just put it, especially if the shoe razzle dazzle like that. That's dope. How many pair of shoes do you think you got? Man, I don't know. I like to give my shoes away. Have you? So I don't. Uh-huh. I I I don't, I don't I don't collect them too long. I wear them and give them away. All right. Have you ever resold a pair of shoes? Um. No. No. Nope. I can probably, but no, I never resold a pair of shoes. You you saw the thing going on with the Nike executive. What are you saying? They he has the bot system. He's going there with insider information. His mom worked at Nike for twenty five years. He made over six hundred bands. When the first stimulus checks came out from reselling tennis shoes, he got pictures with him in front of 500 different boxes. He's the reason why you can't get no shoes on a sneaker app. Uh, because he, you know, he get them, he get them early and then resell. Yep, he is. He, and his, oh man, when they been doing that? It just came out last last month. So, oh. Man, so he what's the name and then finessing and reselling them, huh? So yes, he sir. Rigged. So yeah, Nike reseller mom resigned after twenty five years. And an executive with Nike had to resign because her nineteen year old son was infamous sneaker reseller and would brag about online. Long story short, he he got caught up and mom was fired. That that led to more accusations that that his mom provided with insider information so he could flip his sneakers. This is from wild941.com. And wow. I'm looking for the name of the lady. Get, I gotta see what's up to that. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess I mean I'd give her name out. Y'all, yeah, man. The shoe, the shoe, see, that's why I'm like getting to the point where I like wearing masks, man. Because, you know, I, I'd rather have fun in them than a beat to the. Because it's like, it seems like the guys that don't wear them, mm-hmm. they get kind of like real, um, man, uneasy about it or something. Like, like they, like it's. It's really serious to them. Like it's really like they fighting in line. They getting up early. Like I get up early too. I even stand in a white little line. But I'm not boxing you over no shoes. Like I'm not. I'm not on that. You feel me? What shoes? What shoes did you ever stand in line for, Big T? Um, I never really did, man. Because when I really started getting the shoes, I kind of had to connect. Okay. But I remember I used to stay in line back in the day because, you know, I'm from Chicago. My cousins was cutting school to get the mics. You feel me? Like, Chicago, like they were so real. They were so real that, um, you know, people was getting beat up for them back then, getting killed for them back then. Like, you had to be a certain way to wear the mics. Like, you couldn't just wear the mics out there in Chicago like that. So, um... My, the Jordans was a was a different vibe for me growing up. Like Jordans was kind of dangerous for me growing up in Chicago, man. Like it, it was kind of dangerous to wear, man. Well, you made it. You made it, Big T. Through it all, you, I heard the shooting. I saw 
the story about you getting shot, bro, and they they acted like you uh, wasn't shot because you had a yeah, black yeah, shirt yeah, on. No, because um, I, I played it calm, man. Because then people didn't see the hand that you know I'm yeah. afraid no none of y'all get shot, but yeah, if you bro. do, relax, calm yeah. down. The more you, the more you um panic, the more your blood get the rush. So I knew that from a couple of my people that got shot before, you know. So I I knew that like okay, because I had to drive. I drove myself to the hospital. And I knew, like, all right, when I get out this car, you know, let me, let me just go up. But what I messed up is I didn't get off an emergency room side. I got out for the visitor side. So this is where people just come in to see their family with flowers. And then they see a guy come in bleeding. <laughs> Damn, bro. With the holes in his ass. He walking through there. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, nurse, I've been shot. But, you know, like, but in my brain, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm shot. What the fuck? You see what I'm saying? Like, damn. I remember, like, don't you know all the movies? Like, don't you know when people look down and they stomach hanging out and shit like yeah. that? I was like, man, I'm not looking down at my shirt and shit, man. I don't <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. I was trying not to do it. Good thing I had, like, on a black shirt, though, because, you know, I maybe if I saw a red shirt, I might have tripped the fuck out, but I had a <laughs> black shirt on, so you don't really get to see the blood like that. You just felt it, because the lady didn't see it till she touched my back and was like, oh, oh, Damn. it's shot. And then, you know. Then from there, well, did you feel like it made you a worse or a, battle, or a better battle rapper? A better battler, man, because one of my friends, Icon, literally texted me, like, well, he was like, um, hey, man. If you would have died that day, that, that your legacy would have been that. That's it. That's all you would have heard of Big T. So I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm about to hurt him now. Because let me make my legacy way bigger. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get him back. Like, they're going to be able to see me. I'm going to be up every day. They're going to think I'm hunting them. You feel me? Hey, I, I, I totally agree. I, that makes 100% sense. When you, when you had... Big um you versus Charlie Clips and John John the Don and you had your partner was the saga. What was the yeah. thinking? Cause the big going on behind you and the saga, was it a even matchup? Would would you do it over again? Yeah, I'd do it over again. Especially cause Saga now is grown. You know, when yeah. I when that battle with me and Saga, um, okay, it's NWX, DNA and K Shine already in two and two, it's four of us. So hey, me and Saga wanna be in this match. Yeah. So but you know, it's kinda of, who who is you and Saga going against? John John the Don and Charlie Clip. Two two blessings, you know what I mean? But at this time this is young Saga, never been on a big stage ever. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like I gotta kinda like, yo, look. Let me install this in you. Look, Saga, we're going to relax. We're going to calm down. Remember, these, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys is vets. They're going to be pulling tricks. I know them. I battled them both. You know what I mean? So Good. it's like I had to kind of coach Saga through that. But now me and Saga is in sync. We know we, we, we know what to do. And I would actually love to see me and Saga back in the tune, too, other than with me and Prince Lord, my quiet money member. But yeah. I would like to see me and Saga as well back in the tune, too, man. Because, actually, we beat Clips and John John. I feel like we got a million views. We got one battle. So I feel like it's time for a part two. Bye, Let's call the investors. You got to call you know, the investors. You my Christian brother, man. People don't know. My, my, I'm a, I come from a Christian background. Like, I was born in the church. So, I was able to relate to Saga and also relate to the street people, too. So, I was able to be like, you know, Saga, 
you know, we, we was able to touch in a certain yeah. different subjects that uh, I think that um, that translated well on camera. So, so you come from a Christian background. I, me too. Me sure. too. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I went to. Did you go? So growing up in Chicago, did you go to private schools? Um, I went to private school for one year. I went to private school. It was visitation. And that was like kindergarten. Like that was like a year, like like something oh, yeah. like that. And then after that, I went to homeschool. And it's not homeschool. Oliver Wendell Holmes, that school. Oh. Um, that was right down the boulevard, um, right down 55th and Morgan. So, you know, if people know what the yeah. boulevard is, that's right across the street from the town. Yeah, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right, Chicago people would know exactly what I'm talking about. Would you so, know? I started getting back into, like, little wild schools, you know, so I started seeing different things, learning the game system, because you had to. You had to. I, I, didn't, I didn't join the game because I feel like I was already in one. You know what I mean? I had my family. I was a Christian. Like, I, I had, I had a, that's, that set a set of rules for me that people didn't have. I had a set of standards and boundaries that I felt like I was holding on to. But also, I was young, too, so I got caught, got in trouble as, what, as well, you know? Was you ever in the choir or played in band? Yeah, at one point. At one point, I was in the choir. I sung a little bit, but then, nah. But I was always like, you know, I was a kid, so I, my mother probably was in the choir, and I was let me join, you know? But when I got older, I, I got out of the choir. But, you know, I, I got in the music. I still stayed in music. Hey, that's, that's lit. Everybody starts off. It's, it's a it's a traditional thing in the black culture. You yeah. ever you ever thought about being into the ministry, ever teaching Sunday school, or being one day retire, you be Deacon, Deacon Big T? I, I think I could give a sermon or two one day. Oh, uh, Big T? Especially from, you know, sermons is like, you know, your struggles and, and your walks with God. And, yeah. I, and then maybe my, my struggles and my walks with God could um, teach some people certain things, you know, that, that like, I, I don't feel like I'm not perfect, but I was born in sin. Ain't nobody perfect. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to cast stones on no one, but you can stay, keep your morals out here in this dark shit. You know what I mean? You can keep your integrity. You can keep your manhood. You don't got to sell your soul to these people. I you agree. Know? So you you are a prime example of that. I'm looking at your biography. Even after you got shot all those years later, you broke all these different networks. Um, and you're being able to put a whole bunch of different platforms on. Yeah. You've seen some platforms that probably didn't do as well as others. People right. are tuned into this platform. They they like to know that kind of thing. What do you think will be a thing or a trait that successful platforms have? They true to what they be, they believe in. Like that's one thing that I know. All like like even though let's they believe smacking them is really for the culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hip hop is real, really. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. They not it's not culture vultures. The culture vultures never last. They never last. They get their little run, but they never last. That's what I noticed. So I gotta see that you really love this. You know what I mean? If you work with me, you gotta really love this. You gotta really be into this. Let me see your grind. That's the ones that win. That's the ones that stay on top. The people like that, like okay, let's say let's let's pick up hip hop is real. Now it's the guy, for example. He was at every event before we even knew who he was. 
outside with the camera, couldn't get in, was staying outside with the camera. After a while, you're gonna, you gonna the door's gonna open for you. But it was two, three years or some man as well. He was just a guy we walking past. Yo, Big T can I get interview? Not right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Not not to say I'm I'm shitting on him, but to say I was busy and or I felt something else was more important at that time. But now you stay down. You stay down and you come up, man. Big T, thank you so much for coming yes, on coming on to my platform, bro. I yeah, appreciate you. Strong, man. I, I enjoyed this interview, man. I, I really did. I, I like your interview style. Um, I'm interested to see how far this goes. So thank you. Thank you. I give a round of applause for Big T. Yeah. Round of applause. Now, I, I keep fucking... I keep, say, it, say it for me again. It's Mr... Big T, Mr. Chilak Abu, Mr. Boot Block, the Big T to the world, pretty Tony to your girl be tuning to the mob. And, t- and tell people you tune in the Heartland. Excuse me, tell people you tune in the B Diddy Radio. Oh yeah, we definitely tune in the B Diddy Radio, man. You know, Chicago Biggie. I'm the biggie of my city. <laughs> Shout out B Diddy. <laughs> I like that. All right, Big T. Also I want to make sure everybody gets opportunity to get in contact with you, all your socials, give you a chance to network. Go ahead, holler to people. Yo, what's the deal? It's your boy Big T, Mr. Lockabo. I want y'all to go to download all my music from www.imbigt.com. It goes directly to me. Y'all want to support Big T? Come download the music directly from me. But this also everywhere. It's on social. It's on all streaming sites too. Look up Tuna Talk. Type in Big T Tuna Talk, and you will get the six seven mixtapes that i've done before y'all probably even tapped into my latest project that's about to come up um i'm dropping the first week of april along with my clothing line fresh tuna should be dropping next week go get y'all some fresh tuna gear man i got some freaky colors to match them kicks man go on tap in man that's all i wanted to say tap in big t underscore tuna on instagram Tap into my fan page. I am the real Big T, and I follow everybody back on the I am the real Big T page. I want to see how y'all funky ass live. And this is B Diddy. Make sure you follow me at B Diddy Dollars. Follow all my people. Follow Assign Boom Music Group. We are yeah. going on the Heartland Boom Festival. We are in Nouveau Lounge in Raleigh, North Carolina, on April eighth. We are bringing a real-life indie talent search on the road. We need to have all y'all there. Make sure y'all go ahead and support all my vendors. I have hoodies for sale right next to Strokers right there on Brockett Road, Atlanta, Georgia. So go holler at my people right there that can, at the Merchandise Center. I got my shirts in there. Tell them B. Diddy sent you. You can follow me at B. Diddy Dollars for more information about where to pick up the merchandise that's coming soon. We're dropping that with Sound of Boom Music Group. Also, I'm going to be at the Ugly Money Music Summit this weekend. Atlanta, Georgia, the 19th, 20th, and the 21st. I'm going to be media there, so I'm looking for artists to go on tours. Looking for artists to be on my mixtapes. Looking for artists to be on all my radio shows. Looking for artists to go to the studio with. Artists looking to shoot music videos. We got music videos. We got studios. We can do everything. I'm looking for artists. Shoot, man. I'm looking for artists. If y'all need somebody that can help y'all get the rental car on the road, I'd be that dude. 
You know, you can't put your you can't put the hotel in your name. You too famous. Go ahead, just get B Diddy. I'm responsible with the keys. I just work out a fee. Take mm-hmm. me on take me on the road. I keep the music. I make sure they have it all. Everything lined up. You know what I'm saying? You be an artist. I just help you out. That's available as well. You can catch me in Atlanta, Georgia. And shout out to all my people out there in Atlanta, Georgia, man. I want to shout out to Big T for coming on to the platform. And thank y'all. Of course. Next time I'm in the A, we're going to have to tap in and get some work. All right. Peace out, Big T. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Peace. Hey, what's your name again? Engineer. What's your Trey. name? Trey. Trey. All right. So I'll make sure we sound good, Trey. All right. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two, three, four. Alpha, give me a mic check. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two, three. Okay. So how we sound over here, Trey? You're good. Good to go? Okay. Good to go. Yeah, you're rolling. All right, so I'm going to give a countdown. Cool. Let's see. All right, five, four, three. Hey, I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of B Diddy Radio. This is exclusive. We're premiering on BKND Radio. Yes, sir. I am your host, B. Diddy, a.k.a. the Badass Yellow Boy, a.k.a. the Seal Torpedo, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite DJ, a.k.a. Diddy Tarantino because I make movies, a.k.a. Gigabyte Brandon, a.k.a. Free Smoke the Bear, Run Up, Get Done Up, a.k.a. Mr. Saturday Night, a.k.a. John Wesley Dabs, a.k.a. Mr. I Still Got Them Three for Tens. (laughs) And I have somebody... In here that has been putting on music, we're gonna go over your catalog. I see that you've been putting a lot, a lot of videos. Working, working, I, working. I want us to talk about how the videos line up and how like your your schedules link up and how you progress. And I see certain patterns. I want to talk about your videos, and sure. it's gonna be helpful to everybody out dope, there. Dope, dope. We have somebody who is from up top, but he he lives down south. You know, there's a lot of people like that. Ti yeah, was like that. Yeah. T.I. had uh, Waka Flocka was like that. Mm-hmm. And we have another Atlanta native. Atlanta, well, yeah, I'm going to call you a native because you went to high school down here. Yeah, Alpha, yeah I guess you could say that. Alpha 23 in the building. Everybody yes, give a round of applause. Alpha 23. Yes, What's good, Alpha? How you doing today, man? Very, very blessed. Very, very radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure having independent artists coming up. Yes, me. Independent. <laughs> <laughs> working, working all this stuff out. I see there that you. I look at some of your past interviews that you had here. Some some questions I I had that I wanted to Appreciate ask it. you that came up. You welcome, welcome. So you're saying that you that you went to high school, mm-hmm. but you also in North Clayton Junior High. But you also did something that did you know this that Georgia State is the largest black college. More black people graduate with degrees in Georgia State than any other institution in the world. I did not know that. Yes, that is insane. Yes, it, that is that's that's a real feather in the cap of Atlanta. This it has something to do with, with Atlanta. Wow, the structure that like the state has made it mm-hmm. made it easy. And there's other states with just as many black people, but don't have that. Don't have that. Like yeah. that's a that's the thing that was. I went to college at Baton Rouge. Okay, so there's history. I mean, of, yeah, Baton Rouge got uh, you. Would, I could almost think it would be like Baton Rouge, right? Like one of the schools out there. But the political structure down there is very, very put a cap on top of black people. Like mm-hmm. there's a story we talk about in Baton Rouge, how 
this guy wanted to start a car dealership, mm-hmm. and he had to move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then he would still go to Atlanta and start the biggest car dealership. And then it's it's like uh, people in Atlanta, they, uh, Baton Rouge, they try to start a barbershop. Then they go to Atlanta, next thing you know, they got seven, seven barbershops. Barber <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Always, it's always a history of putting It is, on. it is. It's true. Atlanta's been very um, favorable to black people. I remember Kasim Reed told a story um, about how um, when MLK wanted to, um, it was either have a birthday, they were, they were trying to celebrate MLK, um, and when they tried to do it in Alabama, Alabama was just not having it. Mm-hmm. And then here in Atlanta, when they tried to do it, they couldn't get any of the major corporations or people to come out and support it. Mm-hmm. And so the head of Coca-Cola at the time, the CEO was like, if y'all don't go, mm-hmm. and he's talking to all his vendors and all these people, he's mm-hmm. like, y'all don't go, we're not, Coca-Cola will stop doing business with you. I feel and that is how they got major support for MLK at that time. And it was just like political support and then corporate support to help push the movement forward. You need a little bit, you need a little bit of pressure. You got to have that pressure from from the other side, basically the corporate side. You know what I mean? So and, and Atlanta has that. And corporate has this philosophy that I learned a long time. What gets paid mm-hmm. gets done. Gets done. So if they know that they... The movement was real at that point. MLK's movement was so... This is ahead of Coca-Cola. Like, mm-hmm. listen, if he's talking to vendors. He's talking to probably fast food restaurants, all type of people. Like, if y'all don't give this man his dues, Coca-Cola will personally take it upon themselves to not do business with you. What, what was your major in when you was at Georgia State? So marketing was kind of my main focus. I started up, uh, as nerdy as it sounds, CIS. And after like two or three, I was like two or three months, I was like, I can't do this. Computer, CIS for everybody else who may not be nerds, like <laughs> B. Diddy, Alpha 23, CIS is Computer Information Systems. Systems. Yeah, that's too much math for me. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't even do this. Y'all got me fucked up. And so I um, switched over to marketing, which was more in line with my personal personality, my own um, spirit of what I wanted to do in life. So you sw- did you end up graduating? Did you graduate? So I have not graduated Georgia mm-hmm. State. I plan on going back. I'm getting my degree. I plan on doing like the Luda thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> going and get my not honorary, but actually finish my degree, maybe like a Shaq. But yeah, Luda yeah. got his degree. I think he did go back and get his degree. Yes, I know. Shaq, you know what? Shaq he's got his doctorate. He's like an honorary professor up there. Yeah, I can see Luda having. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he does like music because he actually went to school for music production and all of that. Like he went, for, he got a music degree. It's politics. Once you. Once you make $100 million... <laughs> All right, they're going to give you that grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a diploma? We'll give you anything you want, buddy. Like, yeah. Valedictorian, the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, at my school, even at Southern <laughs> University, Baton Rouge, yeah. we have a policy where it's like, you just had to attend a class and you're an alumni. Oh, facts. So if you attend Southern University and you didn't graduate, but you spent four years in the band, you're still an alumni to us. So we have to, we have to realize that, hey, Ludacris may... For sure, yeah. be a professor may have his humanities degree, yeah, maybe able to teach classes. Yeah. But guess what? That's dope because Ludacris has a lot that he can teach people. Absolutely, you know. So we yeah. definitely, so we definitely want to. I mean, it's a whole other train. What he was able to do, you know, coming from college, and I kind of, you know, know that story. What he was able to do is something that's very teachable that a lot of people need to know, which is how to market yourself at the grassroots level, mm-hmm. and then how to use the resources that you have at your disposal to take it to the next level. Because that's what they did. Yeah, I was one of the first people I remember ever saying sign himself. Dude, it was straight up, sh- selling music out the trunk of your car, like 50,000 mm-hmm. 50, records. I mean, um, they're all both outside now. Okay. But I'm going to just run. Pause me real quick. Yeah, I'll be like five seconds. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and show people if, they, if you want to if you wanna, if you wanna hop in or say something, they feel yeah, free. Yeah, you know what I mean? Go chime they in. They can hop in and say something. We just here for support. <laughs> More support. Emotional support. We'll go with the vibe, man. I see how it goes. All right, bet, bet, bet. Yeah.
is it more people coming? No, 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 no. the hell. Right, uh, well, security. We, the bag is secured. Yeah. All right. We definitely got got to make sure the bag is secure. Yes, we, we rolling? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. And you and you're living, you're going to Georgia State. Right. Now you end up bouncing around the city and you ended up in Decatur. I did. Now what was that what was that like? Why'd you pick Decatur? I see that you've been all Smyrna, yeah, Clayco, you landed in College Park. You know, that's that's a whole nother side. Decatur of the was time. easy, man, and that was an easy choice for me. So um I had been in a relationship um with this chick and <laughs> my joke can testify to this man my college years were pretty much shacking with different chicks yeah <laughs> i was like uh, i just from house to house yeah <laughs> from bitch house to bitch house female house to female it's crazy and so um this last breakup was pretty rough and so i needed um to pull some shit together really quickly and my boy Corey mm-hmm. um had a crib out in decatur so he had like three hundred and fifty dollar rent. Yeah, <laughs> all utilities included. Type. I was like, run it. Right, <laughs> he had yeah. a pretty big house, so um, it was lit crazy because um, it was right off of Candler Road. So as you know, it's like South of Cat Mall, not too far. It was right in the hood, um, Panthersville. But yeah, kind of exactly. But the uh, it was Lakeshore Drive. I think Lakeshore Drive was the spot, and it was like the Lakeshore uh, subdivision. Mm-hmm. Um, so the subdivision was actually really nice. Okay, but it was surrounded by. All that, and then right up here, you got uh, flash holes and all this craziness, and people getting shot in apartments up the street type shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, and especially look in that area. Yeah, you got all these houses. Yeah, really houses. nice houses. They're so crazy because like the peace man pulled up on us one day. He was like, I didn't even know this was here because <laughs> we got a lake in the neighborhood. That's why it's yeah. called Lakeshore. And then you literally go. One mile in either direction, and you right in the hoodie hood. Hoodie. Yeah, you can't even go to the gas station nah, in real life. Like that quick trip right up there on the back side of where we lived. Yeah. That, the, the quick trip. Yeah, it's probably the best gas station in the hood. Yeah, right. Because I used to mess with girls stayed over there for yeah, uh, right. Habitat uh, Circle right there behind South Dakota Mall. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, See, when you say behind South Dakota, that's where it's yeah, right. It, right. it goes down in there. It goes bro. down. It is is it was kind of uh, yeah I don't want to talk to me yeah, about her East Side like that's I'm about East to, Side bro, I'm about, bro, <laughs> I'm tell you what messed there. me up out there wasn't the people we got robbed mm-hmm. twice and that's when I finally was like I'm done they just started robbing the place I know it was like progressively started getting worse but it was the cops that got me up out of there man what the cops got you up out of there because man I got in a DUI and I actually beat the case but after that it just seemed like they were harassing me. They got your now they know you. Yeah, you. like it just seemed like they was maybe like, oh, we got this one. And they would not stop pulling. And, and they I even jumped on me when <laughs> not jumped physically, but like came after me when I had my um my license had already been taken from me. And I got mm-hmm. the like piece of paper and they were still on. I'm like, damn, you already got my license? Dude, it's and it's not about public safety, it's really nah. about beating up on a black man. It is. In that area, when you think about it, it's all black people. Like it's mm-hmm. you throw a rock and land on somebody got a suspended license. Like they they knew what they was doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 a it's not about trying to protect people. Like, mm-hmm. look, we got a black dude that we know that has issues, and that we now he's like a soft target. So easy. That's it. Just yeah. another way to get just to build the narrative. I literally left the house out of town. I was like, I can't do it. Like, it just seemed like one time I was at the gas station, the BP right there on the corner, Candler and Lakeshore Drive, and literally the dude just pulled right up on me. Was you Alpha 23 at the time, or no. were you still... No. I was just regular civilian. <laughs> just regular civilian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you chose Alpha, Alpha 23. Mm-hmm. Also, did you, did you know it's a Star Wars character? No. Yeah, Alpha 23 is also Stop a Star playing. Wars character. Yes, it is. Wow, and I'm, I'm actually into Star Wars, not like the the books, but the first, you know, like mm-hmm. the first trilogy and the second trilogy, um, and even some of the uh, Clone Wars stuff. Stop playing. 
So Alpha, so I'm showing Alpha Twenty Three, a fandom which is like the Wiki, which is it's like it is the Wikipedia yeah. for the whole Star Wars Star network. Universe, yeah. And they have a species is a human clone, one point eight three meters. Somebody, uh, Trey, one point eight three meters. Find out feet for me real quick, and then. Yeah, one point eight. Yeah, one point eight. I think that I think it might be six foot. Let me see. It's not like no. Also known as Bun V U. So he looks like a clone soldier. Is that is that right? Yes, he is an ARC trooper who served. A art trooper. Yeah, art trooper. Yes. So he's probably in the cartoons, yo. I have to go back. Five foot nine. Five nine. Five nine. This is crazy because I'm five nine. Oh. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh no! What's wow. going on here, y'all? The universe is aligning. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> yes, that's crazy. I swear I didn't know that. Yep, this this is true. So, but you got yours because of I, I liked one thing you said was Alpha one, two, three. three. Yeah. So there's some numerology. Yeah. So numerology in there and a lot. I do, I do, a, I do some numerology. Yeah. I like supreme mathematics. You know, number one. So let me pull up my numerology real quick because I was looking at it. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so just go there then. So, so you know, one is one is God. Yeah. Two or say three is the flesh. Mm-hmm. So that's the third dimension. Mm-hmm. That's number three. Okay. Two is man. Right, man and woman. Three is child. Once you have man and woman, they birth the child. Child, right. Now, fourth is time. Dimensions. And we're talking about dimensions here. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So so when you look at one, two, three, four, that has a very important... That's mm-hmm. very important to me. One, two, two three, three, four. four. That, right. It's that the sequence projection. of life. It's the sequence of reality. It's the existence of everything. Right. That's dope. So were you, were you into numerology because of... There's a couple reasons that people get into morality. I can tell you, mine is very easy. But was, how did you get? How did you get introduced? It, to it shows me, man. Honestly, I see the number thirty-three everywhere. Were you just like in? Was it just like everywhere? When I can you, look at the clock at three thirty-three. Mm-hmm. I can look at. I can see it anywhere. And it's funny because I dated this chick in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, Joe, you remember a chick named Tarji? Once Tarji was one of my favorite friends. Yo, dog. She. I put her on that shit. I told her I was like, I see thirty-three everywhere, but it scared her. Mm-hmm. I've been on it for so long mm-hmm. that it doesn't bother me. Even to this day, like I just live with it. Yeah. Um. But it scared her. When did you start seeking a deeper meaning? Because I, I never really sought deeper meaning through it yeah. because I accept the meaning that it is, which is I see it as God's okay. reminder that. Um, it's real because it's too. It's too. It's not like mm-hmm. like when you see it because you there's this thing called um, what's it called um, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, which yeah. is to say that if you're looking for a yellow car, suddenly every car yeah, you see on the road will be yellow because your brain is right. picking up on that. Mm-hmm. But this is not that. Okay. This is literally I can flip my phone over and it'll be three thirty three. Okay. Like and it's not that I try to find it. It just it's there's been days where it's just been like yeah, like it's crazy. So you see the number and, it, and it's in the time like I. I <clears throat> 33 is everywhere because it's a number that's used everywhere, but I'm talking about in the time. Like, I can see it in a clock, like, to the second. So when I see the numbers, I do see numbers all around. Mm-hmm. My experience in learning deeper was actually through, introduced through church. Mm-hmm. My pastor used to talk about that all the time. Yeah. When you read, read the scriptures, you talk about yes. the number seven all yes, the time. Yes, absolutely. But that's the God, God appears mm-hmm. through those numbers, and you see it through the Bible. Time yeah. and time again, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, God, Father, God, Son, God, Holy Spirit. Three's a, it's already been proven that. Mm-hmm. Through science, and and I, one of my favorite people is Tesla, okay. Nikolai Tesla. He's probably one of the smartest people to ever walk this planet. That's why Elon Musk and his company Tesla. Right. And he talks about there's a, there's certain numbers mm-hmm. that re- appear in the universe as sequence, like it is in 
everything. And there's one number in particular, I can't remember whether it's not 33, it's another number. I think it's nine. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful, and it's the shape that forms like the circle that's in that shell. I know. And as you see it, but the number it looks like a nine, but it is literally like a God number. And I I do believe the mathematics is a language of God. Okay, dope, dope. If so, you want to see a movie that really brings it home, is the movie Pi. Then you also you also use the one two three, mm-hmm. the Alpha twenty three also because you like the Alpha numerics, but exactly. also because. You mentioned one of my favorite athletes of all time, Michael Jordan. Right, absolutely. Did you did you uh, did you play sports growing up? I did. Um, some soccer, track. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. That's hard. Did you? Did you? Yeah, it's the Nigerian area. <laughs> so you're Nigerian. So you're Nigerian. Yeah, I'm Nigerian by background, man. <laughs> okay. Football. That's 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 hilarious. Yeah. And also Psalms 23 too. I heard. Absolutely, yes. Now that's 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 very 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 special to me, like on a very personal level. And now you describe yourself. You have a 139. IQ, which is you describe yourself as one one point below. Uh, I don't describe it. That's what the book said. That's yes. what the uh, internet said when I was like, because I consistently took the test and I consistently scored a 139. <laughs> I was like, yeah, when you try to get the extra point. I, I, I gave up, <laughs> literally, because the test is as, going as hard as it can be, right? So, right. um, whatever one question I couldn't get to bump me over, I couldn't get it. But I accept the fact that, and this is going to sound funny, mm-hmm. I can see the gap between where my skill set falls short of genius. Because there's a pause in my ability to like process information quickly, mm-hmm. whereas I think the gap is the genius. There's not that pause. Like it's just like boom straight. The gap is the weed. Yeah, it might be the weed. I think the weed is actually the thirty nine. <laughs> it would be an easy one hundred without that, bro. That's a cheat code. <laughs> I'm looking now. Looking at some of your your releases, so you so you got this genius love IQ. You come out with some records that you put out. <laughs> Right? No, for real, for real. I'm looking at your, your, your stuff. Your your first song that really hit was Alpha T, Alpha 23 TV Presents Basic Options. Mm-hmm. 44,000 views. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were just talking about options earlier. Now, it's now it's interesting. What did you think when you, I saw that you had Alpha 23 Presents Basic Options, Bad Bitch Edition, and then you had Alpha 23 Basic Options, just a clean mm-hmm. edition. Both are, both are the same song. Mm-hmm. What did that do to you when you're looking at your songs? You're like, damn, one is doing bigger numbers yeah, than the other. Uh, Forty-four was that? Forty-four hundred X. So, for <laughs> real, I mean, real. You look at it like so that. I look at it like this. I, I released music at the same time, and I'll give you a good example. I released um, I can't even remember the name of the two records right now. It'll come to me. But I released two records at the same time, and it was almost like the B side, A side thing mm-hmm. from back in the day. Yeah. And you think as an artist, your A side is the one that's going to go. Uh-huh. But so many artists, if you look back at the days of CD and tape where there was truly a B side, A side, and people released two song singles, mm-hmm. it was a lot of times a B side that went. Yeah. And the thing about that is, is that when you look at Spotify, you can release two songs and be like, oh, yeah, this is a song that's going to go. And then. 20 X streams later on the one you thought you just threw up as a throwaway, you realize that your throwaway is your hit record. And how many times does that happen? So that's that. Now, in terms of releasing the same record and it one just does more streams than the other, I don't really look at that because that's algorithmic. And and app, uh, excuse me, whether it be um, uh, YouTube, whether it be Instagram, or whether it be any other platform that has an algorithm, mm-hmm. ultimately they def- control the flow of traffic. And what happens is once one gets hot, Mm-hmm. Then it just starts bandwagoning traffic to that one, and the other one just sits there like the ugly stepchild. Yeah, it's just like them. Like it's, you, the, it's the algorithms. Like because like you'll start to. It's like 
on Instagram when you get to the Explorer page. Mm -hmm. What drives you to the Explorer page is the amount of traffic you get to your main post. Mm -hmm. And then it'll kind of, kind of go in tiers, right? It'll start shooting it out to a progressively larger audience. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok is actually, so you see me on your Explorer mm -hmm. page, exactly what I'm talking about, because I'm getting 17,000 plus views. And so what it's saying is, okay, prioritizing him by demographic. So mm -hmm. we're in the same city, da 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 da, and it's doing all that. That's why I always tag my posts with the city and state, because depending upon that, will determine how you appear in the Explore page locally. Because mm -hmm. if you tag, like, you know, you know how people like to put cute shit up in there? You could be a whole nother, like, country sending that material to them, and it's not relevant. Don't, because don't, they're, tab, they're, don't tag Egypt. One of the most Egypt. important things you put up on your, tag, your post is where it is, demographically, locally. Mm. Because that's, the algorithm is using that to determine. So your Explore page, you know what I'm saying, you get a lot of stuff from Atlanta on your store Explore page. Whether you know it or not, because you don't really, you know, some thick girl <laughs> twerking, you don't know what she's, but locally, she, more often than not, she's going to be local. And again, that's, I'll tell you the one that really taught me how to use social media was TikTok. Like, TikTok was, man. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really the same system. They all use the same system. They just leak your information to a small audience outside of your main audience. And I just looked at the data yesterday. Um... The engagement rate, and you saw that on my stories, is 1.2 for Instagram right now. 1.2 what? Percent. 1.2 percent. Of your total followers okay. get your posts. Mm -hmm. Damn it, man. Where'd you see that That's at? Crazy. And, uh, Googled it. Inside, inside your insight? Oh, you're talking about just in general. Across Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, why? Yeah, okay, you know what they've done is genius. So Mark Zuckerberg sells advertising. Mm -hmm. right. So in the beginning, they had it set up to where everyone sees your stuff because they needed it to. They needed everyone to see your stuff. Wow. And they got you hooked. They got you hooked on likes. Right? They did something funny the other day, said they were taking away likes. They did that on purpose because they wanted to get people re-addicted to likes and reinforce the idea that likes were important. And they also did it to see what was going to happen. So the first person they took likes away from was one of the most vocal people out here, Soulja Boy. He goes running, y'all took away my likes. And the general audience of Instagram was like, no, nah, don't do that. And they had already been testing the waters. Mm -hmm. They backed off of that shit quick. Mm -hmm. Because that like... It's so critical to Mark Zuckerberg's bottom line because you take that away and you take away the one addictive piece of Instagram that everyone needs is likes. Like, I mean, now, because I've been through this journey of Instagram, so it was a bunch of rappers that showed up on my sponsored... Like, you know how you'd be scrolling, you get a sponsored ad, mm -hmm. right? A bunch of rappers, I, I don't like this, I don't like this. Okay, then it's a bunch of marketing gurus because that's what... I kind of follow some of those. Okay, I don't like that, don't like that. Then it was a bunch of sneakers. I, I don't like don't. Then it was a bunch of girls. I'm like, okay, this like, like like and so what i noticed was is that they're continuing to push different stuff to you to see where you're gonna stop and graduate so after a while now it's closed now i'm getting a bunch of clothes with different manufacturers and fizu showing up on my shit like crazy you know it's great i had the lacrosse it was just in my feed randomly for years yeah i ain't never played lacrosse right i don't watch lacrosse right but it's just like I'm a, for some I reason. some more reason the and then it sticks with you and, and that's how yeah. like, TikTok is even worse TikTok once you get into that space and that's why my TikTok I basically mm -hmm. scrapped 112,000 follower account mm -hmm. because it was not driving any traffic to my music because it was all relationship material I talked about that in another interview I could not move the algorithm off of that material and it was hurting my music because you post something where you have 112,000 followers but you only get 200 likes on your... Unless it's some... Unless it's... You're talking about your feelings or something like right. that. Then you get a whole bunch of likes. Like, where I'm trying to turn these tracks Going up. Going viral yeah. on posts talking about relationships when I'm trying to go viral on posting music. Mm, that's so, interesting. But yeah. since then, I've taken a different direction and it's actually working. So I just left the 
platform as a creator. Okay. And now I'm on the platform purely as a musician because I have music. It's already on mm -hmm. the platform, and now I'm reaching out to other creators mm -hmm. to promote my music as opposed to doing it myself. You saw. I'm looking at your video. Your video that you had here is a slideshow. It's not even. Yeah. Your title. Your title is a video, but it's a slideshow. Light work. The uh, no. I'm still talking about. Uh, basic. Okay. Basic was a slideshow. Mm -hmm. So then you had another slideshow that you had that came out right after that, Tropicana, mm -hmm. one of your biggest videos, mm -hmm. 118,000 views. Mm -hmm. It was a lyric video, but it wasn't a traditional lyric video. Mm -hmm. Were you influenced by TikTok to put that kind of style of video up that you were seeing that it was working there? Or what was your thinking behind Because yeah. most people, when they get 118,000, I'm looking... You're getting into the big six-figure numbers, and you still haven't even put out a video video yet. Oh, no. So it's funny, right? Because my video videos haven't really um, pushed into those those figures just yet. So I have four videos out um, I have that were done formally. Um, so I have uh, my biggest video is actually a video video, and that's uh, Karma Sutra. Karma Sutra? Yeah, that's a video video. I thought that's video. Has, that, is that bigger? I'm mm -hmm. looking at... Uh, 100, that's my biggest, like 100 and something thousand. Views on that one. I don't think, I actually, let me look. Let's look at let's look at it. Thomas Sutra, Patrick Ewing, Lovesick, and um, OK are my my formal videos. And of mm -hmm. those, Karma Sutra is number one of all my videos. And then Patrick Ewing is like number three or four. I, was, I like Karma <clears throat> Sutra because that was dope ass BMW that <laughs> she had in there. Appreciate so, it. Seven forty. So the seven forty i out there mm -hmm. definitely dope. Is that is that electric or no? No, not that. No, one. it's not electric. Let me see. Karma Sutra. Where'd you shoot that at? Was it shot here in Atlanta? Or Yo, shot so we at? shot that right at the beginning. We shot that, like, golly, was it this time last year? Because we were out in them streets, like, with no problems. Because literally, I was ghost riding that car on that street in front of Walters. I shot two videos. I shot one right in front of Walters. So Patrick Ewing is shot right in front of Walters. Then that video shot on the street that runs in front of Walters. I guess that's Decatur. What is that? What's the name of that street? The uh, Baker? Marietta Street? Marietta? Not, it's I not mean, Marietta. Marietta is off. Yes, Marietta Street. Yeah, is it Marietta? Yeah, I think it's Marietta. It's right on the same street as Georgia State. Yes, it does. That's Marietta Street. Yep. So, but this time around in that area, like there was no cars, no traffic, nothing because of uh, COVID. Does that mess with you? Because look, Tropicana is only ten thousand views less than the video that you had. That you people really like the song in. for Tropicana. The girls really like Tropicana. Like the, it's yeah, women yeah, friendly it's more than it was the visual. Why, on that one. why didn't you shoot a vi Why didn't you shoot And it? the other thing, too, is you'll note that Tropicana mm -hmm. is not out as a song on my Spotify. Okay. So it's the only place you can get it is on my YouTube. So I think it's one of those things where it's just the platform of choice because that's the only place you can get it. Why haven't you shot a video yet for it? Because it's just an old dated song. The producer, the producer, the... Um, you said, wait, you said what? <laughs> the nigga lame, that's why. Cause that because shit, it's hidden. I love that shit. Yeah, I don't know. That's the first song I heard yeah. when he, you know, uh, we come talk, let's talk. Let's talk about this because I want to talk. Like, come, you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, introduce, your, introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm Joe. I'm a. Uh, stand just, a little closer, a little closer, Joe. We're going to talk a little music <laughs> marketing real quick because I, yeah. I, I'm on the side with you because this is what I feel like, Joe. You heard the song, how many years ago you heard the song? Man, I probably, uh, years ago, maybe half, about maybe nine months ago, to be honest with you. Nine months ago. It was like the first song I heard from it, and, and this shit was popping for me. Like, yeah. I love that shit. That's some, that's some straight up ATL shit, you know, and I loved it. It's so weird, because I just, I don't know, the chopper candy light. Let me tell you, when he when he gave me his album set, because we go way back, right? right? Like, I was one of his biggest supporters back in college. You know, I always told that nigga, I thought he was fly. I, I thought he could, you know, really rip that shit. 
Matter of fact, back in Georgia State, let me just back it up a little. He he was battling ludicrous, you know, at Georgia State. So mm-hmm. I was always one of his biggest supporters. But when I heard Tropicana come out, I was like, oh, this shit lit. Like, I, I, this some straight ATL shit. I love that shit. He he was like, I, I love, you know, listen to Karma Sutra. I love that shit. That shit was my shit. And I love that shit, too. But when I heard, my baby, baby, like a Tropicana, I'm like, yo, that shit's shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> for me, funny, it was Tropicana was the first pullback into, you know, uh, Alpha 2-3 as an artist. And I really loved it from an Atlanta perspective. I grew up here in Atlanta. Well, I would say I grew up. I'm, I'm from originally from Kansas. I, I was a transplant. In high school, so yeah. I've been down here since like uh, my junior year, and I'm an old ass nigga. So, junior, yeah, I'm junior <laughs> year in high school, um, 92, 93 uh, is when I came down here. <clears throat> so from that perspective, for me, like Tropicana is some really Atlanta Original shit. Atlanta, yeah. You know, some yeah. shake, dance, booty shake. I love that shit. I go to the strip club and watch a bitch shake her ass to that shit. Type Every shit. time you play it out in a new venue, somebody else new here, do they? It his it his dope every it's, time. This shit hits. No, it reminds me of though. This reminds me of uh, Money Moo. He was talking mm-hmm. about hitting hit. Yeah. Three year, song three oh, years old. Yeah, he put the song. So yeah, it exactly. wasn't until he did. He blew up now. Yeah. Until yeah. he put Money Bag Yo on the remix. Yeah, I saw that though. It blew my mind. I was like, damn, this song. This song's number one song right now. It's sometimes in the music it takes a while. If you if you if your man is talking inside, you talking straight facts. Yeah, it's so crazy though because you know with Tropicana, it's not that I don't like the record. Um. It's it's tied to a period of it's tied to a situation with another individual that just has made it more muddy than it should be. Ah, the it's, it's tied into music. If I say the music business, business shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so it was early in the game, and so I um you learn you learn from you mistakes, right? So it's not even something it's that um yeah. it's the, mu- the 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 song is there. It's recorded. It's mine. It's, it's immortalized. So I'll be able to revisit it at some point when there's less shit tied to it. When I've gotten the other situation mm-hmm. tied to that, fixed and cleaned up. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate yeah, yeah. it. See, there, there, there is a so there is a value. To That's it. why having my fam around yeah. is real because like these dudes, mm-hmm. like this this guy right here is really kind of mm-hmm. um, as a DJ understands and and this is somebody who I want. You know, what I'm saying we talked about it. My personal DJ, somebody who we're gonna be on the road and doing a lot of things together and really. My catalog of music is going to be, um, in many ways, told through him as we're on the stage performing and things like that. But Joe knows me from back in the day. Like, he knows a lot of what motivates my music today. And um, kind of the guy that I am through my music is the guy that I am in real life. Like, you know what I mean? That's, it's really a reflection of who I am and my thoughts and my views and so, my character. So you put out two records, right? They p- both approaching quarter million mm-hmm. in, the la- in those two videos. Mm-hmm. Then you put out one that did 274 views. Mm-hmm. What were what were your thoughts when you're thinking like, damn, I'm doing six figures, six figures, and then not even a, a gym class? Don't care. It took a while. It took a while for you to get back up. I'm looking here. You put out, you put out uh, work. Mm-hmm. Then you put out official video for work. You put mm-hmm. a snippet for it, the video, mm-hmm. for, a preview for it. Yep, it's understandable. Then you put out more. You put out Hadouken. Mm-hmm. Then you put out Lovesick. Yep. Now. You were still not getting the views, but then the Lovesick preview came out, and then that that got more interest. Right. So with the Lovesick preview, that was actually um, I did a I think I ran an ad campaign on that one. That's what that's what it was. You feel like you're, and were you running ad campaigns on the other records? Um, some of them. So you start out running an ad campaign, and mm-hmm. then a lot of them with ad Google, and this is a challenge, is that a lot of them they approved and then declined after the fact mm. because of material. 
Mm, so in fact, it, yeah, so it just got to a point where I stopped even doing Google ads because it just became a chore. Like, you have a, a record that you spend hours trying to get all your demographics and all that stuff lined up. Mm-hmm. You think the record's live, and then they come back around and be like, well, because of this cursing or nudity or whatever, whatever they pull on. it down. Because it, and, I, and I get it. I mean, because it's an it's advertising, so it's going out to obviously a wider audience than than um, just your people who follow you. And so, you know, because they've gotten really strict around that, especially with, like, child-friendly, not-friendly content. I mean, mm-hmm. they're really are cracking down now. A record label will help with that. <clears throat> if you were signed to a record label, yeah, they, would. they would get some, some of this politics and stuff that's happening on the back end. Mm-hmm. They've already done all the heavy lifting on the back end with mm-hmm. Google, with, I mean, all the platforms. And that's cool, but to me, it's not enough of a deterrent. I mean, like, I, you know, you have to make sacrifices sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so you say, okay, great, and then I just stop advertising. So the reality is that the views that I get on my videos are organic, and it reflects just what's going on. But the biggest thing that pushes my videos is what I do on my social. Mm. So if I don't do a good job of promoting a record on my social, then it's going to impact it on YouTube and Spotify, mm-hmm. because ultimately the, t- the three work in tandem, as well as my website. Like, you just have to really have a good... Um, you have to have a good onboarding, offboarding process. Right. I was listening, so I had the honor, I would say, of being on a call with this with Spotify today. I don't even That's know. Dope. Like literally, I'm like, how many people are included? Like, I got an invite and it was DistroKid, because that's my distributor. And it was DistroKid and Spotify, the dude from Spotify talking about new products that they're about to release. I'm sitting on the phone listening to this shit, like, wow, this is crazy. But one of the things that stood out was what he said, which is that the most important thing on Spotify for success is not your listeners, because that's just a metric of one person listening from over the course of a week or a month, whatever that is. Okay. It's your followers, because those are the people that are ultimately, whenever you do anything on Spotify, like submit your song to um, the uh, editorial playlist for mm-hmm. review, um, after that it goes into the release radar, okay. and the release radar goes to every follower. So now it's they're looking at your demographics like, okay, these people click the follow button. So they're they tuned in. Let they're me... tuned in, so we send them more stuff. And so this is crazy because the interview I did the other day, two days ago, the dude was like, you know, you showed up on my daily playlist. Mm-hmm. And so they also have it to where you now have your own personal playlist. And then mm-hmm. how the fuck I showed up in his playlist? Don't ask me. But, I wish I had my Illuminati sounder right now. We'll like, like, bro, <laughs> like, yeah, two days. I mean, this is two days after the interview. Like, or after he's the record's been there, he's interviewing me. He's like, you know, you showed up. I'm like, that's crazy because... I didn't do anything to drive that. So, you know, um, it, it really is... T- I guess the point I'm trying to make is... <laughs> Yo, if that could be my theme song, I swear to God, like, it, it probably would work for me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it does make you wonder, but it, it's to that point, it's really... I just think it's the algorithms. Like, you, you can... For an artist like me, who is still building a fan base, a solid fan base, and I'm getting there across all the platforms, I see more consistency now. Like, yes. My monthly listeners on Spotify won't drop below 75,000. Okay. But it's starting to go up and peak, and that, that bar, that fall bar, mm-hmm. is getting taller and taller each time. Dope. Right. And yeah, so there's like the difference between the number of people that stay tuned right. and the number that are dropping tuning off. In. Right. It's going, it's starting yeah, to so gap people are like, yeah, incrementally. So it's starting to see increase as a business. It's, it's a, and, and that's, you know, the thing is, and to the point, it's, it's consistency with releases. That's the consistency with releases. It. Absolutely. So the consistency help build your fan base up as a businessman. You because as a fan, you want to know that the person that you're doing business with, like if you go to Six Flags, you want to know that they're. Got rides. When you go to the movie, you want to the make, they want to movies, right? Like, right. Yeah, think about it. if you're a movie buff, 
And but the only movies in the movies, the movies in there last week and the week before that and the week before that, the week before that. Yeah. You might watch that same movie two or three times, but eventually you're not going to the theater until they come up with something new. I never I never thought about it like that when it's even when you're talking about a product and your music is a product. Uh, a roller coaster is a product in growing you. up at Cedar Point Absolutely. in Ohio. Thank they used you. to release a new roller, new roller coaster for the new seat. You'd be like, oh, and and really, what the fuck is that? Change the name in a different loop, right? It's just like, oh, this. But one they you understand stand up, this one you that after down. a while, your body adjusts to just riding the same roller coaster. It's not really scary anymore, and so, then you lose customers. So they got to keep rolling it out, and then they're probably looking at their numbers like, okay, people. That Every time we bring in a new roller coaster, we see our numbers spike by X. They know that. Shit down to the penny. Absolutely. So, so using that same strategy on my releasing, and so you you see that with Mm -hmm. the the videos is that I don't have the same consistency with my video releases. So you do get those peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. Then I'm looking here. Then you then you start your numbers start peaking. Mm -hmm. You put out a a few dope videos. Patrick Ewing is on there. I love Patrick Ewing. It's one of my favorite videos. What's the main inspiration? Who did the beat for Patrick Ewing? Eight track. Um, he's produced for. Um, he used to actually be signing street execs, and he's um, he was specifically um, make, um, doing stuff for Trevor Porter. Most recently, he did some stuff with Scotty ATL. And then you put out your 2020, 2020 vision pack too. Yep, yep. yep. That was that was a, a four. That was a four. Uh, f- uh, five, five, song, five, four song project, five song project. Yeah, I'm looking here. You got inter- it got interesting thing that you put out. Yeah. So you put out Thotties. <laughs> yeah, Thotties. Thotties. Yeah. Ease Up. Ease Up. That's, th- that's the biggest song off that one. Uh, and Diamond Kasu and Listerine. Yeah, Diamond is another one. That's crazy. What was it? Why? Diamond Why? Why the names Thotties and mm-hmm. Ease Up? So I hear a vision pack, right? Yeah. This Was this recorded before the quarantine or after the quarantine? So it was recorded in December. December of 2020. 2019. 2019 quarantine kicked in in 2020 yeah so you hadn't so you hadn't even it was like I, I don't know if the word coronavirus had made it into the common lexicon no, yet no. in December like you might have heard inkling though because it was already it was a thing there but um, yeah, but, but I don't think the news had latched on to it just yet now, you know coronavirus was on like uh, the what you call it spray bottles for like all our life we had no idea mm-hmm. the, but mm-hmm. it, so it hadn't even entered into because it was a novel yeah, it's just corona. like, oh, it's just corona. So, the, um, yeah, whatever. We know it so is. yeah, so yeah, as, as, as I think back now, I definitely did not know the word. Well, nothing, corona was not, because I was thinking of the vision pack as being like a launch pad to a big year of doing shows and shit like that. And <laughs> that all went up in smoke. Do you feel like you're clairvoyant? Yes. Why? I see, I, I, well, for one, I feel, feel people like that. I feel you shit is real for me. Like, I really do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, clairvoyance in terms of sight and sound. So I see sound. Mm-hmm. To some extent, and a lot of people, I've, I've studied this. A lot of people, more people have um, sight sense overlap than they know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people actually have it. Like there are some extreme cases where people have really extreme, like see their senses are fucked up, so they do see sound as color. Okay, right. Um, and there's a lot of examples of that, but clairvoyancy to me is um, is is definitely very spiritual, and for me. Um, this is why I've been a good mentor and things like that mm-hmm. because I really, really can connect with people and, and feel energy. Um, I'm very sensitive to energy. That's why I have to protect my energy and protect, protect myself. I've learned that. It took me a long time to recognize that, that I have to protect myself with the people I'm around mm-hmm. because um, the wrong energy, I can absorb it. And that's why I've been very... That's why I've had a lot of women mm-hmm. um, around because of that physical 
slash emotional connection through the clairvoyancy. So there's a, a co connection that's formed, but then that right physics is what drives that. But the problem is, is that I've had a lot of bad relationships because these are people who carry that energy, and I can't separate the two. Because my energy becomes my life, so I have to separate myself from the person. Mm, yeah, you dropped something deep on me there. So yeah. you have issues with women because like my current girl is killing me with kindness and your your clairvoyance so i'm trying to understand what clairvoyant means what it means when is people that, say they're clairvoyant yeah, it, so means, clair it means that they see the future the easiest way no that's uh, well i can see the future that's different that's okay. not clairvoyancy though clairvoyance is, is more of a energy like you put it like this imagine that there's an energy field around your body and it changes colors of your mood okay that's clairvoyancy oh okay. now at the most extreme levels people can actually see that okay like I, they can literally see your see your energy they can see your aura because that's what clairvoyancy is everyone has an aura yeah. And clairvoyancy is your ability to feel and actually connect. Because your body has a field around you. Have you ever felt like somebody's walking up and if somebody does this, and even yeah. if you don't, like, yeah, they're, they're crossing into a mag... You're, like, energy. Humans... Our physical is an illusion. We are pure beings of energy. Right. Period. That third dimension. Your brain three. creates... Our brain has created the physical. Yeah. Because it has to. But we're beings of energy. And so some of us are able to tap into, accept, and then become part of that. Whether it's from birth and you're built or you build it up is there. So so let's say this. Kindness is supposed to be like a, a yellow, bright kind of energy, right? Right. So it's killing you with kindness. Maybe that kindness comes off as like a green, kind of like a slime energy from their field. I think. If they're killing you with kindness. You know what I mean? Like, you ever look at like a Ghostbuster whenever it has slime or like the evil <laughs> ghost? For real, the evil <laughs> ghosts have a different, they have a different uh, field around them than the. I think, you know, in, in this even in the movie. case, like, I feel like it's more of a manipulation. So you can see, so does the energy field, like, the energy field, then you feel the energy field changing around and you can see when it's the kindness is like a red tint. To it, kind of like a, for me, it's right. not even looking at it from the color, the standpoint of a color as much as it is an energy that you feel. Now okay. you can translate it into if I'm trying to describe, um, and I hate to use these terms, but if I'm trying to describe something to a person that can't see, then I have to use terms that they can relate to. Colors. Right? That's why I'm using colors. And so that's why I'm using colors, right? Because it's an easy thing. But for me, it's not colors because clairvoyance is what you feel. Like mm -hmm. I said, at the most extreme cases, people can see. Mm -hmm. For me, it's manifesting feeling and, mm -hmm. and, and clear voice. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a really good musician and okay. writing, because even the beat itself is an energy. When mm -hmm. somebody makes a beat, that is a digital representation of the mood that they were in when they left it. That's why I tell people all the time, one of the best examples of an energy that you can feel, and you really feel it, is Mariah Carey's um, The Emancipation of Mimi. It's her whole album that she put out? Was that the one she yeah. dissed Eminem? That's the one where she had just come up with a mental breakdown. That was, why, you, why You So Obsessed With Me was on that one, right? Uh, we we Belong up? Together in all those songs. We Belong Together. Hey, Trey, see what the single was for Emancipation and Mimi. Because that I, was I love one of them. Right here. Yeah, that was one of them. But the, what I use that as an example because everyone feels that, that album because she had so much emotional energy she poured into it. So what? Like that. Like that. We belong together. Shake we belong together. Shake it off. Shake it off. The album was one of the best R&B albums of all time, and it was the emotional energy that she put. It was just pure emotional energy, and I and, and most people feel that. But I'll tell you something else. Thank you, Trey. Melanin is something that um, we have that gives us a different tap in to mm -hmm. to that energy way. So melanin is very powerful, and that's part of the because um, what melanin does is allow you allows you to absorb light energy. Right? Mm -hmm. And light is a wave. Right? Yes. So 
melanin, melanin also allows you to absorb sound waves. That's why, you know, there's always this notion of, and I don't want to take it into a place that it doesn't need to go, but that's why there's this understanding of um, when you have more melanin in your body, you feel music differently. Mm. That, I've heard people say that. I've heard people say that. You feel I, it differently. It's not the same as saying that there's a difference in the creative process well, or the hey, creative love. Well, hey, light skin nigga. No, 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 no. There's, like, there's, no, there's, no there's no creative. I just, it's just different. It's, it's hard to prove feeling. Like, you can't really... Yeah, I can't put a, a, a. There's not a thermometer. That I don't I think that. But I, say, yeah, like, but I don't think that you're talking better. about right. Yeah, we're talking about a difference. Like that's not. You're, you're not going to feel different. If music any different than I will. Okay. Every we all Joe will. Joe won. Who saw light skin? You putting out. You putting out a lot of dope. You putting out a lot of dope music. Thank I want to say. I appreciate uh, that. Uh, artist's career is none but series of releases. Okay? It is. So when I look at your series releases, everything's been picking up recently. Where we're, we're mm-hmm. having your your views are picking up. I'm seeing here that momentum you're, that you're getting, definitely gaining more momentum Thanks. on your tracks. Yep. You're starting to get your interviews are starting to go crazy yep. here with here. You interview with uh, somebody I actually interviewed with. I was on the Progress Report back. I love Lala, man. I was on Lala's show. I love some Lala, man. Oh, my God. Alton Sterling. I just died. She is so... She, to me, is the embodied... Like, if if the culture was a person, Mm -hmm. it would be Lala. If Atlanta was if Atlanta was a Atlanta hip hop was a culture. If Atlanta person, yeah. Atlanta she transports Atlanta, <laughs> she does carry the flag for Atlanta. She transports. carries the flag and a lot of people don't even realize it. She where's she from? I forgot. I don't even know. I forgot where Lala's from. Lala? Shepherd. Yeah, I don't know where she's from. I forgot about Iron. My first time with Rock with her was when she was on ninety seven five, was it? Or one oh seven nine when she had the radio show. Like she mm-hmm. just she just even to this day she just is so passionate about it. And so yeah, having her being mm-hmm. probably my first interview was so amazing. You know, y'all did it via Skype. Yeah, we did because COVID Skype. was yeah, at this point. What do you think we're going to keep after Skype? Mm-hmm. After Skype, after COVID. Yeah. What are some things that you feel we're going to keep in the culture? We're going to feel like you're going to, I, I feel, myself personally, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see mask. I, think I was literally thinking mask. It's so crazy mask you said that mask, like yeah. the most trivial thing in the world. I think this is just a new part of apparel. Yeah. So I went and got a face shield. I ordered 10 face shields from the com- this company because those actually are better than masks because it's the splash that you're protecting against mm-hmm. with the mask. And the thing about the face shield, you can breathe. Yeah, mm-hmm. so cool. And so if somebody's close to you and they like talk, the mask can't protect your eyes, yeah. right? That's how people get the flu is you touch something and then you rub your eyes more often than not have people get a cold in the flu. So, like, I got a couple of, I got to uh, order 10 masks from this one company. They were, like, 20 bucks. But I put it on the day and I was like, yo, this shit is kind of fire. Like, I might start rocking that instead of the, um. but to your point, the masks I definitely think are going to be, Zoom obviously is going to be one that, you know, just that whole, they say the technology has been bumped 10 years forward. Ten, I haven't because heard that. Ten, ten, ten years. years. Four. I heard you ten think, years. I think we were going there, and we I were. think we were going there, and I think that did. Most people would say probably three to five years yeah. where Zoom was, but, but, you know, I worked at a company where they would not let people work from home. Mm-hmm. But COVID forced them, and now it's kind of like they don't know if they, because you, think about New York real estate. There are a lot of companies that aren't going back and spending in rental costs anymore. Think about the Coca-Cola building downtown Back Atlanta, facts. Georgia. That building is Empty. Empty. Right? Empty, empty. That is probably millions of dollars worth of concrete and, and steel beams and glass Spirit. just sitting there empty. Doing nothing, gathering Doing dust nothing. on their desk, man. So after people... Can, I, I, I think the 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that people aren't going to rush back out. I, I just don't see that happening. Mental health alone is going to have people back in these streets, right? Mm-hmm. I think companies themselves will try to have a bit of a hybrid mix of work from home. Mm-hmm. For those that can, there are right. people fully working from home now. I don't think they're just going to have everyone back in. I think it may be like two to three, like a three day on, two day off type of thing. Um, maybe incentivizing people to work from home type of thing. But yeah, I, I just think that um, there's a lot of things that are going to stay. Like DoorDash, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to continue to use those services. People who have moved into that e-commerce. Because I did not use DoorDash before COVID. I like DoorDash for um, Instacart. I like. I don't like DoorDash because it costs too much on the food. You like buy something for twenty bucks, costs forty five bucks by the time they hit it with all the fees. But Instacart, I do like getting my groceries delivered. That's mm-hmm. one that I'm gonna keep using. Amazon Prime, you can get ground ground beef delivered. Everything like, and they're slowly trying to get it to where you order it at nine o'clock is there by noon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're definitely. It's- all the, um, what is it? They're buying all the Sears. They bought out all the Sears real estate, and that's all going to be fulfillment centers. Really? Yeah, they they buying out some. They're crazy. buying out so much real estate. I think they're going to get yeah. Toys R Us. They're going to probably end up with the Toys R Us. They got all the Sears already, and then they're getting it for pennies on the dollar, man. That's the grimy thing. Jeff Bezos drives all these fucks out of business, and then builds retail stores right in the carcasses of where they used to be. It's going to be bananas. We're going to end up with a whole bunch of Amazon fulfillment centers and uh, subways. That's going to be the future (laughs) of the world is Amazon trucks and the fulfillment centers. You're not going to go into a store. It's going to be you order it on your phone and it is your house within an hour. Have you been to a guitar center recently? So I haven't been to a guitar center. You know, I've been to one semi-recently, right? Because I do music and I had to pick Mm -hmm. up some equipment. So I've been semi-recently. It was like last year. As a DJ, I went to four different stores to try to get my new set of turntables. Bruh. And nobody had turntables in stock anymore. Everybody is just... I mean, because there's three things about that. One... My guy's a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Venues were not open. So why would people need that? And then people weren't even coming into the retail store. And then when you think about it, DJ equipment itself is kind of big, takes up a lot of shelves. So, yeah, yeah, they were just huge. like, yeah, huge. They were just like, and everybody who ordered it. DJ equipment, you hardly ever need DJ equipment. That Nobody ordered. Like, right. I don't buy a set of turntables. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, Those no, are things you probably rock with for years. Five, right. Five, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then if I order them, I'm going to order them at least a week before I got to go out and, and use the actual. Yeah. So it's nothing I never had to buy. So home. ordering is actually a very easy thing to do versus going into a store. But to your point, yeah, certain pieces of equipment you wouldn't even see in the store anymore, right? Like, things is going to change. I want, I want to give... I, we got you got your crew in here. Road deep. I appreciate that as appreciate an artist. It. I want to do some. If you would like to give your people like thirty seconds of networking, yeah, and then we can close out and give you some networking time too. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. So if y'all want to come up one by one, just thirty seconds networking, talk to the people. This is gonna be on BKND Radio. My name is B Diddy. Go ahead, yes, introduce yourself. Give you thirty seconds of networking. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy DJ Don and Don yes, checking sir. in. The one and only. That's right. I'm with that boy i for twenty three, man. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's we about to be a takeover, man. It's gonna be a takeover. About to be a for move, real. Man. No man, cap, man. Don and Don. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, this is Joe. Check me out on IG. Chinked up, shawty. C-H-I-N-K-D-U-P-S-H-A-W-T-Y. The meme king. My Ooh, man, keep me laughing, bro. You. That's what's up, my nigga. Yeah. Alpha 23 in what's the studio. Up. All day. Word. All day. Let's get it. All right. All right. All right. Alpha 23, 36 networking. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, catch me on Instagram at simply, S I M P L Y underscore alpha. Um, and then on Twitter, simply underscore alpha 23. 
Um, and you can find me on all the uh, different platforms, streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Alpha 23, that's A-L-P-H-A, no space, 2-3. So A-L-P-H-A, the number two and the number three. I want to thank you for coming on BDD Radio. thank you for having me, my guy. It's a pleasure. Great hey. interview, man. I love it. Uh, thank you, man. May all your pain be champagne. May all your tears hey, be man. tears of joy. Man. Toast a, to that. It's a BDD exclusive. BDD. Let's get it, baby. Shout out to Trey. Shout out to the city of Atlanta. We holding it down. God bless you. Come. Appreciate you holding it down, brother. For thank real, you. my guy. So you a love DJ? That. I am a DJ. What's your DJ name? BDD. BDD. Do I follow you on the gram, brother?